What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, lovely people out there. Um, so this is uh, this is me, Jeremy your co-host of Turn Me On Podcast, and uh, I'm here to uh, give you a little heads up. Uh, Turn Me On Podcast, uh, we're going to be on a little short hiatus. Um, typically every summer, we usually take the entire month of August off, and um, we haven't exactly done that this month. Uh, we were going to try to kind of bang out episodes for you all summer, but um Alas, it has come to uh, a situation where uh, we we actually need to take that little hiatus. Um, Bridie is currently on Prince Edward Island, working her little buns off on a film project. Um, and uh, I've got some things lining up right now that um, kind of make it hard for the two of us to actually get together and uh, bring you the quality content that we want to bring you. So we've decided we are going to take uh, a couple of weeks, a little hiatus, uh, and and bank up some episodes, get some stuff, you know, get the wheels turning a little bit more, and then come back to you uh, in September 
with our regularly scheduled programming. So um, to everyone who's been supporting the podcast so far, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. We really love you. Um, do not worry. We're not going anywhere. We're literally just taking a little summer break, uh, mostly because our brains really need it. But having said that, we're not going to leave you high and dry. Uh, this week, we are going to actually throw to a past episode, um, an episode from bygone days, all the way back, episode 112, titled Single Girl Problems, uh, where Bridie and I chat with Andrea, uh, author of Single Girl Problems and host of her own podcast by the same name. And um, Andrea showed up with a gift bag of sex toys, um, tales of, of teenage sluttery and, and, uh, and really sound advice for just general dirty talk. So, uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. I hope you enjoy this select episode from the past. And, uh, like I said, we will be back with our regular episodes in September, but next week again, you can expect to hear me here giving you another episode from the past. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're having an amazing summer. Stay safe out there. We love you all. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex? Yeah, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, keep talking. I'm just trying to figure out how to word this thing. And you know what? I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today anyway. So before we get to the sex, okay. Um, I have a retreat coming up in September, September 20th to the 22nd in Nova Scotia. And it's like... A kink retreat? No, it's not a kink retreat. A sex retreat? Um, well, I mean, I don't think so. But you know what? Who knows? A relationships retreat? No, it's not It's not a relationships retreat. So hold on. This retreat you're throwing has nothing to do with most of the stuff we talk about on the show? Well, here's the thing. Oh. Here's the thing. Okay. All right. I'm just going to jump right in there. Okay. If... I think we're all creative people. What do you think? Do you think every person is a creative person? Do you think that creativity lies in uh, everyone? I think this is one thing I'll say I'll think. Okay. I think right now. You are sitting in a chair talking to me with the microphone, as we usually do, with your laptop <laughs> in your lap, but you're also wearing ear headphones plugged into your phone. Are you on a fucking call right now? <laughs> no, I'm not, but I'm I'm working on like a million things at one time. Yeah, I think you need to relax with that a minute. <laughs> this is what happened. Because you're like, what are you, you're watching a movie no, at, currently on movie. your laptop. I'm not watching a movie. While listening to a phone call while talking to me on this podcast. All right, tell me when you're done. <laughs> are you done? All right, I'm done. I think we are all, I think we all have creative bones in our bodies. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Hold on. Ask the question again. Do you think people are inherently creative? No. Okay. Well, I, you know what I think? I'm starting to just really, I'm really starting to, and not to make this about me, but I'm starting to uh, really give in to my like fantastical thoughts and beliefs. So 
so as you know, I, I believe that um, when we die, um, we are, whatever essence that we are transitions into another like dimension that is beyond words and we'll never really be able to figure out what it is until we're there. But all I, all we know, all I know and all we know who's experienced it is that it's just love beyond love. All right, so that's one. The aliens exist. That's another. And then this new one that I'm kind of um, really vibing on is this idea that uh, that creativity or things that we we like, you know, writers or music makers or um, you know what have you, comedians. Uh, I think that the create creativity is like whatever's being created is just floating around in the air, in the ether. And whether it's by some other force that is sentient or some un, some non-living force that's just like the wind, those little creative nuggets will come down close enough for us to grab them and we either take them and we run with them and we use them or we're too blind to hear them or see them or let them find their way into our little brains and then they go, they go beyond. And if they go elsewhere, somebody else who has that in, innate ability will be able to reach out and pick it up. Maybe not innate ability, but an ability that like they've worked on. But I don't think everyone has that. I think it's like a sixth sense. Okay. And a population, a certain percentage of the population has it and a certain percentage of the population don't. Okay, you're 100% not being helpful to me right now, but let me say one thing to that. What do you mean? You asked the question. I know, but let let me just get to the thing that I needed to say, but I have to respond to what you just said first. Okay, all right. Which is that theory. Are you listening? Yeah, it's like the muse theory or something like that or Okay. Where did you where did you hear about this muse theory because this exact exact thing is written about in lots of books uh, yeah. was said to me across the table by Mo Aaron, who oh, I wow. am doing this retreat with. Well, now is that not a coincidence? It's a big coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big coincidence. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Right. And, and, and I don't think Elizabeth, I heard it from Mo. I don't think I, that's who I heard it from. Elizabeth Gilbert writes about it in Big Magic. Okay. Uh, Mary Oliver talks about it in as a write, as a poet how things come to you and if you're not ready to write them down then they'll go to someone else. Yeah. Okay. So now you're saying I I don't know I have never read any Mary Oliver. Uh, the other person you said uh, who? Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote You Pray Love. She's a right. huge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, never read any of her stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but they have both written about these. I'm sure it's been written about by other folks too. I'm sure. Um, and then. Mo brought it up. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting that you think that. I think that that's probably, uh, that's a really nice way to think about it. It's fun. Now, the other thing is that I believe, uh, at least my theory, is that everyone has the urge to create something. I think that being human alone and reproducing is, people have referred to creating babies as a thing that we do we create life yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. so i my my feeling in theory especially from all the people i've spoken to <laughs> is that everyone has this urge to create something whether it's like i just really like you know do put my scrapbook together or you know i just really like 
Um, even gardening, creative. Yeah, totally. But what about the, you know, you know those people though. You know those people that so, you met? So, the you... difference. Yeah. I think is in the practice of being able to listen to that part of yourself. Right. To be able to be, I mean, not everybody is, wants to be an artist. Not everybody wants to go down the, the road of all the hours and time it takes to become a professional esteemed artist in any, any, any way, shape or form. Um, but I think that I, I think that, dormant i i think creativity a lot of it comes from subconscious and a lot of it comes from um curiosity and enough Mm -hmm. enough time spent i think in whatever gets you into a a place where you are not consumed by all the information and all the thoughts and all the responsibilities and all of the etc 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 that we have to carry around in our brains all of a sudden we get hip to Hey, you know what I want to do is this, or what I'm curious about is this. I just don't think we give enough priority or value. The average person doesn't, you know, they've been told, I think at, uh, at some young age, they've been sorted into the accounting, you know, the folks who are good at math and the folks that are good. I get that. But I also like the, the other way of thinking more because it kind of makes it feel like creativity is kind of like a superpower. Right. You know, I think creativity is a superpower. And I think I think that now this is a lofty statement, but I think that the more people tapping into that, that that like voice inside them that wants to make something. I think that if more people were embracing that and nurturing that side of themselves, a lot of like big crises in the world would be would be helped i think of it as a kind of activism do you you don't think that it, you don't think that well this is i mean now this is this is turning into a different podcast but i'm okay with that do you not think that um people would use that f- for, for evil for evil what if someone's like i want to be an arms they are. an arms creator they a are weapons cre- yeah i know but uh, i know that's what i'm saying so so, so what i'm so so what i'm saying is Superpowers just can't be given out willy-nilly. Right. I guess I can't argue with that. Right? You know, I can't. With great power comes great responsibility. Ah. Mm-hmm. Did you read that somewhere? That's no, just I, just made, from I just made that up. <laughs> uh, I actually just pulled that out of the creative ether. <laughs> um, I, I do think. I think it's about, I think it's about, about being able to be one of those folks who can reach up and grab. If you can access that stream, yeah. that steady stream of of creativity and, and consciousness that's flowing mm-hmm. through everywhere more even than cell phone waves. Well, okay. I, have, I probably asked you this before, but uh, do you think that, do you think that um, people like really good actors... Do you think that it is a skill that can be taught or a skill that you need to you need to have a seed already within you to be to be like cultivated and and allow that that thing to to sprout out and grow? Like, you know what I mean? Like, can you are you born actor or are you uh, are you can you make an actor? Can you make an actor? Well, I, th- I don't think you can. I think that um there are certain personality traits that that a, like a lot of really um, 
esteemed talented actors have or maybe not even esteemed but talented actors have which is the ability to to um i think i think there is a certain amount of mindfulness a certain mm-hmm. amount of you know confidence i i think that i think probably genetics play a role too like i think there are certain things that are obviously passed down do you not think that 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 maybe that kind of plays a role in creativity too totally i just think we all have the ability to access that stream right okay well so why were you asking this all stems this all stems from the fact that you're leading a workshop I'm, i'm leading a retreat right on this right and it's it you know it it it's really about um it's called creating space mm-hmm. and it could be like creating space as in this is the space for creating or it could be creating space as in take a fucking weekend to dedicate to to tapping in Create to that some space flow. in your life. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that in terms of like bringing anything to fruition in your life, y- you have to create the opportunity for that to happen. You have to create the space for that in your life because we are so busy right make me don't do that we are so busy we're so full of responsibilities and to-do lists and timelines and etc that it that part of ourselves myself included as as a creator and a creative person my my own personal projects are the first thing that get put in a drawer for later right whereas you wish that those things took more precedence over well i think a, a really i think a really important and Mary Oliver talks about this and um, Mo talked about this without knowing that Mary Oliver talked about this, but I think this is not a new concept. Mary Oliver talks about courting your creative self. You're courting Uh, your artist, Like, yes, like, like like the way I, like the way I courted you into marriage, Mm -hmm. like a lover. And Mary Oliver says like, you show up to that date you made without fail because that's the only way to get your your inner creator really to to trust you enough to show up to know that you're reliable and you're you're going to show up when you said you did like when I was writing every morning for an hour at 5 a.m. that was like right. yeah. that was mo- one of the most that was you going on dates I was going on my on yeah on early, your creative early dates. dates exactly mm-hmm. so yeah so I I so is this are you are, do you just want to put it out there that you're doing this workshop and that people should come? I want to put it out there because it it occurred to me um over some conversations that I've been having the last couple of weeks for a different podcast that a uh our creativity and our sexuality are very linked. Very linked. Yeah. And it's I think that when it comes to um, I guess when it comes to like accessing sexual attraction, um, and like turning yourself on so that you're in that space for sex to happen or, you know, like, um, sex to happen or flirting to happen or just like sensual experiences to happen, you, you have to. Well, not everybody, not everybody, but for a lot of people, myself included, who who have these busy minds, like tapping into creativity and sensuality and my body and all of those things are really important for my my desire, my ability to feel desire on a sexual level. 
Otherwise, I'm all up in my head doing the doing the like that stuff and I'm right. nowhere near my body. And I and I, ju- I just think it's really worthwhile to access for anybody who's like feeling maybe maybe like stumped in either of those areas of their life. It's an interesting thought. The the way that they're linked here, throw this windsock over that microphone. Cause you're, we're both just a pee popping. Polly's go. Well, it's underneath the chair. Now I threw it one under there, but it is an interesting thought. I like that. I like the, I like that thought. Um, um, and maybe I should go to this workshop. You know, it seems like maybe something that would be beneficial for me to get to, you know, maybe broaden my, my uh, horizons on the way that I think about creativity and others. Well, and I mean, it's not like a bunch of lectures or anything. It's just like staying in a beautiful farmhouse in the middle of a forest. Where's it like, at? Is it at Windhorse? Oh, fuck yeah. And I'm going like, there this weekend for a wedding. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Love, love that place. It's not going to be like, it, there'll just be like a little bit of of practice, of, of group practice together. Juniper House? Um, no, we're getting uh, the farmhouse. Uh, the not, farmhouse. not the big one that we usually stand for. No, no, okay. no, no. It's like a, it's a small, it's a small, it'll be a small group, um, with, with lots of space to work on whatever you're working on. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, sweet. That was a good chunk of time talking about, uh, yeah, creativity. Well, it, it could have, I could have banged it out in a couple of minutes. Could have. Yeah. You know, but it, I think it's, I think it's valuable things to think about and talk about. You yeah. know, I know that a lot of our listeners are, are creative types or have interest in creativity uh, within their lives. And, you know, I think drawing the link between our sex lives and our, our creative uh, endeavors, like, you know, I agree with you. I feel I feel right now like I'm in a bit of a sexual, um, like, uh, slump. Or what's the, what am I, what am I, what's the word slump? I'm trying to say? Yeah, I guess the yeah. sexual slump. Um, and I feel like my creativity juices aren't really flowing right now either so, what an interesting coincidence uh, such a fucking inter- interesting coincidence so anyway uh some food for thought uh but one thing i do want to talk about is i uh i, I mean i went on I actually went on a really lovely date the other day with becca <clears throat> and i wanted to tell you about it because i've been um i've been kind of like rack my brain for like nice date ideas and things to do i i'm i so easily just default to like let's go get a drink or let's go eat a meal yeah and like those are the only two fucking things that i do and i just i'm so bored with myself and so becca had this uh idea of uh on a on a nice like sunday saturday morning early saturday morning to go rent some sup boards nice and I mean, I probably have a little bit of a bias because I used to paddle and paddling was like, I, like I used to paddle very intensely, like an intense athlete. And so it's like, it's, it's ingrained in my body. And so every time I get a paddle and I start paddling again, it's like, it's almost like this, uh, it's almost like, like, like a drug. Like it hits my, my endorphins just start going crazy because I'm just like, Oh my god, this feels so good in my body because I I recognize it from like a you know a life a past life or something. But getting on a sup board on a nice day when it's like not very windy on a lake, super peaceful. What a like just beautiful and also very like fun and romantic thing to do with uh with a partner. Yeah, it was great. We went out. We uh we we traveled about. 
two kilometers, uh, about two and a half kilometers, and uh, saw some like saw an eagle almost kill these like a sparrow. It was fucking crazy. And afterwards, I just felt so like fulfilled and so happy and so sweet. So I just want to I want to take a sec. This is not an ad. This is not a fucking paid ad. <laughs> but I want to I want to just give a shout out to um, to the local Dartmouth business that you can do this. So if you're if you're here in the Halifax area or you're coming to visit Halifax, uh, head on over to Dartmouth on Lake Bannock and they're called Sup Monkey Cycle. Or on Instagram, they're SupMonkeyCA. And uh, they rent surf, SUP boards. They rent, I think they rent like bikes and stuff too. Cool. But fuck bikes. You'll get hit by a car. Just get on a SUP board. Jesus. You'll be so safe. Um, and yeah, just give them a, get, tell, tell them that Turn Me On sent you. And um, yeah, it was really sweet. It was a great date idea. It was a great date idea. And it was all Becca's idea. I couldn't, I couldn't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's an outdoorsy girl. She is. Yeah, she loves that stuff. Yeah, I do too. It just takes a little. It just takes a little bit of a shove to get me into it. Yeah, because I'm I'm innately I'm very copper. I'm tri copper. Yeah, just tri cop. Whatever. Really? Yeah, I'm a Capricorn tri cop. (laughs) Um. What else? Well. Um. Okay. I wasn't, I didn't plan on talking about the retreat, but so now I feel weird that I want to plug this other fucking thing. Oh my God. Another thing? Jesus. It's another right. thing, but this is more in line with the podcast. Is this, is this going to be fun? If you're in Halifax on September 7th, Saturday. You September know, we can 7th. make like little things at the top of the episode for bloop, this bloop, stuff. Bloop. If you are in town, <laughs> oh my God. in Halifax and you like good robot. Hey, that's my that's my jam. Um, then yeah, on uh, on September seventh, um, I'm hosting a panel conversation on alternative therapies for women's sexual and reproductive health. Hey, that's cool. That's super cool. Like pelvic floor physio and shit. Exactly like that. Nice. And uh, a herbalist perhaps is coming. She's going to talk about like Ooh. how to support your uh, cycle. Uh, how to make like potions and, and make enchantments. Potions? Well, not enchantments, but it could be. You know, I think it's funny because you're editing the episode of the, that podcast that I'm recording. Yes, I And am. today I had a conversation with a naturopathic doctor and we got into um, how the moon played a role in women's cycles because women used to have a much more communal ritual around right. their periods. Right. And because not everybody has their periods at the same time, they would build it around the moon cycle so there were like certain things you do even gardeners certain things you do on a new moon certain things you do on a full moon etc etc so hopefully that'll be interesting for you to listen to while you're editing and i'm just so tired of people telling me that that there's no connection there and it's just like well actually maybe traditionally hey i've never said there's no connection there okay great i've never i've never said that okay great i think the moon has plenty i mean the tides come in the tides go out can't explain that that's a Bill O'Reilly quote. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh, but actually, though, you know, the moon has uh, quite a bit of like effect on on the planet, and you know, so why the fuck wouldn't have a, an effect on? And isn't it like a fucking known thing that like psychiatric hospitals just get totally fucking insane on full moons? 
shouldn't be saying insane about psychiatric hospital. Whatever. Fuck off. Whatever. whatever. But like people just get people lose their shit yeah. over the full moon. Yeah. And like aren't daycares just like, fuck, we got to get extra staff this week. It's really? a full moon week. No, I made that up. But okay. but like that, I would believe that. Don't dogs turn into werewolves when the moon is full? Well, okay. dogs don't turn into werewolves. Oh. Humans do. Oh, uh, I see. What movies have you been watching? Well, I don't know. I was just making shit up like you were. Sorry, mine wasn't didn't so coherent. Yours uh, is way more coherent. I guess you're just more creative than me. Okay, all right. Uh, let's read this fucking brain boner. Okay. Because uh, this week's episode, while you set this up, this week's episode is one of those episodes. Hey, what are you chewing on? It. What, I, leave that. What is that? It's a cat. It's a fucking, what is that? I can't even. It's see one it. of those nuts. What are, a pistachio nut? Get out of there. Shell. That's not good for them. Don't eat that, you dumb dog. That'll hurt your gut, you friggin' nut. Oh, also, the naturopathic Fuck. doctor said the gut is the foundation for all of our health. Like I've heard, I, that, I believe that we've been reading about how important gut health is. But 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 I asked her. I said, "What is going to happen when someone walks into your?" office she goes the first thing we assess is the gut health because that's the foundation for everything yeah well i mean uh oh you know what this is probably why i feel like such a fucking piece of shit it's because i took all those antibiotics when i got when i went to montreal mm, i didn't know you and i haven't them. been taking probiotics uh yeah yeah, she, yeah like all kinds of things fuck with your digestive system the first thing she said was pesticides yeah, yeah. I try not to drink pesticides. Yeah, good point. Okay. Um, all right. So, but anyway, I was before I was interrupted by this dog trying to commit suicide. Um, our episode this week, we spoke to a wonderful woman in the city of downtown Toronto named Andrea, and she's got a podcast. We'll tell you all about it later. But it was one of those conversations that, like, uh, actually, I think we went into it. I was hungover as Blows, and was not really looking forward to having a chat. And man, wh- what a ball of energy! What a hangover Delight. cure! Yeah, that woman is. Yeah, love she, it. She had her vibe was so great. Might be one of my favorite conversations we've had to date on the podcast. But anyway, let's do this brain boner, and then we'll throw to the goods. Okay. Hey, Bridie and Jeremy, long-term listener here. I have a brain boner for you regarding what to do when your partner has a new kink that you aren't so sure about. My partner and I live in the U.S. South, and both were raised with some really conservative views on sex. I've been trying to be more open, though. We are a strictly monogamous couple and have been together six years. During this time, we have been mostly compatible in what we like, although he isn't one to really express his wants, needs, or preferences. Typical male. But he recently expressed interest in cuckolding and even mentioned that he might be open to including someone else in the mix for this person. This has taken me by complete surprise, and I'm not sure what to do. Up until now... Things have always been extremely vanilla for us. There is no way I would be comfortable or okay with doing that. He also mentioned me masturbating to porn or pictures of others, but I've never been interested in porn or even attempted to watch it. I know I sound maybe a little unreasonable here, but I'm still working on removing a lot of religious guilt from sex. Also, I've always been more of a submissive partner in the bedroom, and this feels very opposite of that. So I'm not sure how I feel about that either. I'm trying to be open-minded, and I'm thrilled that he is opening up and sharing his kinks and desires. I definitely don't want to squash that. 
I've expressed some hesitation about this new kink and he immediately feels embarrassed about even bringing it up to me, which is definitely not what I want him to feel. I want to explore this with him, but in a way that we both feel comfortable and like our needs are being met. Any advice? Thanks so much. That's a good one. It is a good one, eh? I, the, I mean, the first thing that, that comes up for me um, is this whole, like, like religious guilt um, and, and like, religion kind of, like, having, having this, like, th- these deep talons gripped into people surrounding their, like, sex. Man, just, can we just fucking let that go? Can we get out of that? It's well, just, no. My God, these we dogs. Are you just... guys? Is, are the is this like? <laughs> is, is this now the dog circus? Like, are you guys putting on a show for us? <laughs> Fuck me. Will you Lay guys relax? Down. God, yeah. you're both insane. They're both. It's it's not quite dinner. Time. It's not dinner time yet. Relax. We'll eat, feed you after. Okay. But the, you know, like I, I'm so. Um, I'm. I feel like I'm in this really weird position in my life where, I, for the first time in like years and years and years. I feel really okay with like accepting other people's beliefs when it comes to religion. I used to be so like so anti-religious, intolerant, uh, so intolerant. Like honestly, honestly, like in particular with with Catholicism and Christianity, I was so anti-Christian. I was so like, if anyone said anything about it, I'd be like, dude, religion is fucking dumb. But now, as I'm growing, I'm an older, more mature adult, and I see the world through a bit of a different lens, I understand that it's really important for people. And I also understand that for people who decide later in their life that it's time to get out because they don't believe in uh, whatever, the, 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 the history, or they, or, they, or they just, you know, they start to have a different view, and they, they see the world differently or whatever, and they just get out of whatever it was they believed in before. I I get that like there's going to be some some like residue that kind of is hard to brush off but this whole like catholic guilt around sex is is what are we what are we doing it's pretty damaging. It's yeah. not. It's not easy just to snap out of it. I know. I know. It's so like. It's I know. So insidious. Like it's just everywhere. No, I know, and I know I'm simplifying it, but it's just like a, it's it's more of a frustration thing of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that. one of the parts about religion that I'm still just like, oh, God's sakes. I'm really annoyed about. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I totally am derailing this. Do you have advice on this? I have some thoughts. I mean, my thought is like, I feel, I feel bad for the dude because he, I feel bad for him because he expressed something that if I was putting myself in his shoes and and she even said in there, um, man, that, that takes a lot. That takes a lot to come out and say that to like, to it. I feel like it's one thing for someone to go, Hey, I'm really into like, like oil, you know, I want to cover you and I want to lather you up in oil uh, versus, Hey, I want to sit in the corner and watch you get fucked. Yeah. By somebody that's not me. Mm-hmm. I, that would be simultaneously like a very scary thing to bring up to your partner. Yeah. Especially with like a very monogamous, clearly relationship and like, 
you know, not, it seems from this email, not like very, not swaying super far into the world of like kink or whatever. So I feel, I feel for him. I feel, I feel bad that in bringing this up, he immediately felt like shame Mm. and and, and embarrassment and whatever other adjectives she used there. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't I don't know. What do you think? Like what's your advice? Okay, so my advice <laughs> is um be the next person to bring it up so ooh, that ooh. you know, he feels supported because you obviously want to support him. You said you've felt uh some you expressed hesitation. So I think if you're the next person to bring it up, it'll show that you're open to having conversations about it because it sounds like you have to talk about this a lot more. You just have to, you, you could discuss it a lot more and look at ways, I think, especially like with the porn. You said you've never been interested in porn or even attempted to, to watch it. So why not go do some research, check out some of the porn um, that we have recommended before Erica Lust's website. It's paid. It's paid porn, but it's female friendly. Well, you should be paying for your porn anyway. Yeah. Erica Lust, uh, a four-chambered heart. That's for like like some very art artistic talk about creative yeah. very creative porn, um, not your typical like let's look at the P go inside the V and pump pump pump. Yeah, There's it's like, very it's very like beautifully shot Cin- mm-hmm. cinematography at the forefront. Right, and so you'll get to see some of these um, these scenarios play out in a like really respectful and erotic way and sometimes being uncomfortable with something just means that with a little more exposure you you can be open to maybe not maybe including someone else in the bedroom or actually fulfilling the cuckolding fantasy is 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 miles and miles away yeah but i i personally don't think it's a lot to ask to maybe sit down and watch some porn together and if you're submissive then maybe Maybe you give him these links and you say, pick anything and pick the time and I'll watch it. Be submissive within the scenario of Mm. watching porn together. Let him pick it. Let him set the time and just say, like, whenever it is, we'll do it. We'll just give it a try. That's some great advice. That's what I think. I also, just to, like, put this in there for context, six, seven, seven, eight years ago, if, if... Bridie brought up the idea of of sleeping with other people. My reaction would have been and was, oh fuck no, what? Absolutely not. What are you talking about? And now look at us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that didn't come from anyone forcing anything into into something that we didn't want to do. That just came from uh, very willing and and like. Um, uh, mindful sit downs where we talked about our feelings or talked about things that have come up for us and, and, you know, opening up our ears and opening up our hearts to one another. Um, and recognizing that it's a sensitive conversation and, and just setting the intention right away that when one of us is uncomfortable with the conversation, like too uncomfortable to, to go on, we can 
express that respectively and put a pin in it until another time. And also understanding that uh, in bringing it up doesn't mean it's necessarily a truth or a, or a reality. And that sometimes even just talking about it can be can be a tool used to like to invigorate your 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 excitement for this like fantasy or or this interest in this kink you know like a um, lot of a lot of fantasies don't need to play out to get sexual satisfaction from them like again it can be a safe space to just talk about it get you know maybe it's a going to be a turn on to have to have someone explain you know in detail their fantasy without mm-hmm. the pressure of like oh now i have to go do that yeah yeah it sounds like it sounds like it's a really good thing for him to be able to communicate to learn how to communicate his wants and needs and it's probably a really good thing for your religious guilt to wear that away to change that narrative by exposing yourself to the thing that makes you uncomfortable a little bit at a time until until it starts to shift Uh, that's right that's uh yeah so i hope that was helpful um all right well shall we throw it to this week's episode let's do it sick uh so you may have heard uh of our next uh guest uh, she goes by the name of Andrea Bain. Uh, she's wrote an, a number of books, but uh, one the big one was. Um, well, I'm sure there's some some more big ones, but one big one uh, in particular was single girl problems. Why being single isn't a problem to be solved. Um, and Andrea has uh, since moved on to start her own podcast under the same name, Single Girl Problems, uh, under the E1 Podcast Network. And uh, we were in Toronto, we were recording some episodes, doing a live show, and we happened to pop into the studio and do a little uh, little swap cast. So uh, we were doing her episode, she was doing ours, and we just kind of put it all together. And didn't know what to expect, and it just turned out to be gold. I, I promise you when I say uh, this is easily one of my favorite conversations. Andrea is fucking hilarious and super interesting. And uh, I hope you guys love it as much as we did. Yeah, and actually, uh, she 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 really affected my um, my ability uh, to engage in uh, dirty talk. Oh, all right. Oh, maybe we'll have to talk about that next episode. Uh, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. I just came from the most amazing dance class. I feel... Oh, it was a dance class? Well, no, it's like a fusion class, like a bar... No, not bar, like dance, yoga, Pilates. We do have that dewy glow of like, I'm relaxed, all my chakras are alive. I don't even know, like, I'm barely (laughs) here. I feel like a bit of a noodle, but like a blissful noodle. A good noodle. Yeah. Like you need a nap, like a cup of tea and a nap. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe some sex. Oh, you, you still know? got some energy. Did, well, okay. like it, lazy, lazy, it, like, it, lazy. Do whatever you want. Yeah, to when sex? you're already humid and like you know sticky and just. Did it pep you up? 
it 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 pepped up my uh, spirit. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. It, it really made me feel super grateful. I feel like you and I are on two. We're on two completely <laughs> opposite planes right now because I'm also a noodle, but uh, very hungover, depressed, uh, uh, like hurting unit. That's noodle. how I felt this morning. I, and that, yeah, yeah okay. You All guys right. part. So was there a partying? We had a live show drinking? last night. We oh. did a live show. I got, I. Quite, quite drunk bottles quickly. here somewhere. I got I plastered halfway. You still have through. the bottle? Yeah, well, I It's I, like I, a small bottle of uh, pre-mixed. Um, it was an old-fashioned. An old-fashioned. Like, like a pre-mixed cocktail. Okay. So you're carrying your own pre-mixed? Well, I went to the liquor store. Oh, okay. It, okay. Brought it okay. in. You know, it was like, like old school. We did. We did. Here, That's we did like high school. Here. Remember in high school, you go to the 7-Eleven and get your, like, yeah. you dump your alcohol in that cup and yeah. you drink? Yeah. No, so it was like an actual bottle I bought from the, the liquor store, and, and I was drinking it on, on stage, but it's an old-fashioned, right? So it's like, it's going down mm-hmm. very easy, very sweet, mm-hmm. very tasty. And the next thing I realize is that... It's mostly uh, oh, gone. It's and it's <laughs> and it's forty percent alcohol. So yeah. I I drank a bottle of liquor. Yeah. And I looking in the audience, and I could see people looking at the bottle and looking at me, being like, "How is he still talking? Still, still, still standing?" Yeah. And you did this during a show. Yeah. This is a we had show. A live show. We were having like you know yeah, having yeah, a yeah, beer during the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh flip. I'd call myself out in the show. You know what? I think maybe we should switch to a morning show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Much but, healthier for everyone involved. No, I think we've all had that moment where you just sit down. Usually, for me, it always happens when you go over to a friend's house just casually, and they're like, you want a drink? And it's like, yeah, sure. And they bring out a bottle of wine, and then you look, and there's like three empty bottles on the table, and you're like, who drank this? And it's yeah. like, and yeah. then you go to stand up, and you're like, we drank this. We, yeah. Yes, I, we I, did. I, did yeah. I finished that one off. Uh, well, this is this is really exciting. Um, uh, you know, we're doing a little, like, swap cast, or is, is as the kids call it. Is that what they call it? I guess so. I don't know. You <laughs> uh, don't know what the kids are saying. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know what kids <laughs> do or say. what the kids talk about. Uh, but, Andrew, why don't you, why don't you tell uh, us about your your podcast? Okay. Um Single girl, single girl problems. Single girl problems. Because uh, I, I, I did listen to a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but, but for maybe our listeners uh, who are listening at home, who listen to our show, yeah, uh, who don't know anything about it, of course, give them a little like rundown, a little something. Okay, so I take you're single. Uh, actually, I'm dating somebody. Oh shit! Gonna have to right. change the name of the podcast. I know, but here's the deal. I don't know, but then I did a podcast yesterday where this person really convinced me that perhaps I need to break up with this person. So that's a whole oh, wow, other like wow. thing. So what happened was uh, I I wrote a book called Single Girl Problems: Why Being Single Isn't a Problem to Be Solved, and uh, it was a great book. It's my first book. I never thought I'd write a book. It was great, and it, the book is all about my journey as a single person and all the stigma that comes with it and all the you know assumptions that people throw on single women and. You know, all that stuff that society puts on you, like your clock is ticking and you're no good if you're past a certain age and you're still single, all that crap. You know, it's like, like, like expired milk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the milk's gone bad type of deal. So we wrote a book about how it's all nonsense and kind of like an empowering, like this is bullshit, it's a different time and, you know, gave statistics and all this shit. So during my uh, my book tour, I was having all these great conversations with people, like people who came to just support or whatever. I was at, on a panel. And to the point where every time I was at one of these events, the people who run the place would be like, you need to leave. Like, get out. Like, the converse, like wrap it up. The janitor has his, his mop and the lights are turned off. And I'm like, this woman said to me, she's like, yeah, I wish we had like a space where we could just like talk like this all the time. And then it was like, bing podcast Mm. so I just wanted my podcast to be a space where people could talk about what's going on pop culture wise and I don't just have single people are like is this just single women and I'm like 
no, I want to talk to gay, trans, straight, like divorce. I want to talk to everybody because relationships are something regardless of age, race, religion. We all have that experience. Mm. So I wanted that space to be like, so what's going on? Whether we talk about like we just talked about, you know, blended families. And this woman wrote this amazing book. So we talked about all that craziness. And then my girlfriend the week before, she's a supermodel. And you think she's stunning. Literally or? or No, literally. Okay, right. Adrian could not contain like the guy who records could not contain himself. I'm looking at I Adrian in the corner right now. Like, I can tell. Yeah, I saw his. I saw his eyes do the cartoon bug eye, like. And I'm like, yeah, she's, like I was fine. Thank you. Because his girlfriend's listening. That's why. And she was talking about her dating life, and I think we put all these assumptions. And I know her. She's my friend, and mm. I just assumed that she's in New York. She's a model. It's going to be easy. And she's like, guys are paying for dates with gift cards and shit, and she doesn't get asked out at all. And I'm like, what? Like. Just all of the stuff and just breaking it down. So it's a real conversation. We no holds bar. We just sit down and just shoot the shit with different people and talk about their experiences. Um, I interview everybody from like, you know, people who've written books or people who just have crazy stuff. I like to talk to guys a lot because I think women are too busy commiserating amongst themselves about dudes. Guys are the worst. You know Mm. what his problem is? He just doesn't appreciate how gorgeous and smart you are horse shit talk to him and find out what he really thinks yeah. so we bring guys on it's like yeah let's find out what does it mean when you do this or you don't do that so I wanted to kind of have a more evenly balanced conversation about relationship stuff so that's pretty much what the show is about sweet do you have like set questions that you kind of try to ask everybody uh no because I I'm I'm a television person. I've been working in TV for a very long time. So the one thing I really wanted to not do was all like that TV stuff, which uh. is you're pre-interviewed before anybody. Just as anybody doesn't know when you before you go on any talk show, you are pre-interviewed several times. You know every question before they yeah. ask it. They know what you're gonna say. Everything's very controlled. So I was looking forward to a space where it's like I don't send people anything about what we're going to talk about. Mm. I invite them. I tell them the time and place. And then we just, they find out when I'm announcing to them the three topics we're going to talk about. And of course, for my own brain, just so, because you know you have a brain fart, I might write down a couple questions, but I rarely look at the page because I'm I'm in a conversation. Yeah. And and also, it's like, you know, maybe use a question here and there to prompt something, but you never know where that question is going to take you. People have said all kinds of shit in here. I love when people say, I've never told anybody this. And I'm like, yes. Fuck yeah. Tell you are telling everybody now. Now we're going to that's the shit I want to hear and I tell them as much as I can I'm like this is not a six minutes like give me your canned answers like talk like this is a place you can actually talk give me anecdotes if you don't agree with me be please by all means look at me and go Mm. that is horse shit and then you know defend your argument so I try to create a space that's not so contrived when it comes to my guests so they can chit chat you look so relaxed. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I, I'm like, maybe I'm too relaxed, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I look at maybe you and I'm have like... some coffee. Give me some of that coffee. Oh um, no, I, I feel I feel incredible. And I love uh, I love what you're saying and how you... I, the reason I asked that question is because I'm, I'm wondering if you... I always want. I always wonder what I'm not asking people, or if there's something I should be asking everyone so that I kind of have... I, can, I kind of have, like, you know, a, a test sample of of people that I can ask the same question to and see how they answer it differently and you know like what's the what's the best question to ask everybody to get them to like share something really amazing I I, like I don't know like I don't know if there's a question so much as if you're listening like if you're Mm -hmm. listening that's when you're like you're like oh like you can hear it they'll say something and you're like wait a second you just glossed over that like go back like what is what does that mean or what did you do in that situation and then that's where the nuggets are so I don't think there's a specific question I sometimes uh, have a random bowl called reach into my bowl 
like <laughs> at the end yeah, of the okay. show what I'll get I have random questions and I just get them to reach in and then whatever question I'm like you have to read it out loud and you have to answer the question that's also good because it kind of throws people out because they're like what's this going to be like I'm like I don't want to answer any sexual questions well too bad honey you just pulled the sex <laughs> question <laughs> so you gotta answer it turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors I think I think there's also something to be said about asking the question that you might feel may not be the like oh I don't know if I should ask this. Oh, but I'm always like a- ask that as soon as you have that impulse. That's what I'm saying. That's the question so, you need. As to ask. soon as you have that feeling of like yeah. oh I don't know if I should go here, yeah. you just blurt it out. Just say it. It's what's wild. the worst that can happen? They're they're gonna go. Oh, you know what? I don't want to talk about. No, that. the worst that could happen is they could go. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, that, 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 okay. that could happen. If that's the worst thing that, that could real. happen, it's not that bad. <laughs> and we have seen that happen to people. Yeah. They, I have seen that happen to people. It's like, oh, God. Uh, Bride, why don't you describe to to the listeners who may not be familiar with uh, Turn Me On podcast what, what yes. we're all about? So we, we're a no-holds barred conversation as well about what it's like to be a, a sexual being in the world mm-hmm. and um, Jeremy and I created this podcast a couple of years ago to uh, to basically do a lot of the same things you're saying it's just mm-hmm. like open up a space for people to talk <clears throat> candidly about their sexual experiences and mm-hmm. for other people to be able to hear that and know that they're not alone and mm-hmm. and also have their also you know there's so much mystery around sexuality b- because we don't talk about it so like what happens when you start mining your brain and your experience for like clues like what are you into and if you're not satisfied sexually and I think that a lot of people are not why not and what can we like myself included it's like well I feel like this is supposed to be more fulfilling than it is Mm -hmm. and so let's let's dig deeper and you know I will give ourselves our own sex education that I we that, that was seriously lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true, mm-hmm. so true. Especially, I think more for women. No offense to the dudes, but I think for girls, it's just like a lot of women are like, "I've never had an orgasm," and they're like fifty-seven years old. Yeah, and you're, yeah. Like, and you're not concerned about that? No, I'm good. He yeah. loves me. Yeah, it's fine. I I enjoy it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you haven't been to the mountaintop. That's why you're saying that. Uh-huh. Aha. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's interesting. You haven't seen the view. You haven't been yeah. up there, but you wouldn't say that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, you know, it, I, you're you're right. Like it is. It, I think it is a big issue for women, and I think the you know we've kind of come to realize that a lot of that stems from the fact that there's been so much repression over the history of like women's sexuality. Yeah, and and, and like really specifically, like scientifically, you know, like a lack of funding. Yeah, because it's just like that's ah, no no we don't need to. Focus we got on Viagra. That. What else we don't need? That's Viagra. right. We yeah. figured it out. We got it. Don't yeah. worry about that. As yeah. long as we can reproduce. Yeah. Pleasure doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah all hands made tail kind of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in, yeah, and I think sometimes culturally too, because my uh, like my family, my parents are from the Caribbean, where it's like women don't enjoy sex. You have sex to make babies, and that's it. And uh, is that the mentality? Like, uh, like for the, for sure. the mo- most like, part. There's a lot of sexuality. The I, I feel like the Caribbean. I know just like, the sexuality is in the body. music. Yeah, the sexuality down here. Yeah. I know. Take it all you off. You think you and they do that. Oh, they're still doing it. That's the fucked up part. The music is very sexual. The dancing is very sexual. Yeah. But then when it comes to like a woman's pleasure, 
oh, we don't talk, we don't talk about that. Oh, we it's it's not a discussion. It is all very male centric, where it's about the man having like enjoying sex, and the woman Whoa. just is like she is the she's in the room, she's there, but yeah. she's no one really is concerning themselves with that. So then I, you find a lot like <coughs> I remember when I was growing up. It's just uh, there was a, in high school there was a girlfriend of mine who. Uh, it got out that she gave a guy a blowjob, and it was su- it was like social suicide for her. Like we were all like, <gasps> everybody was covering their drinks. Like people were just being such assholes. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> sweet, yeah. Oh, we were like, I don't, oh, want, I don't want none of that. You semen thirsty? Spit. You thirsty, bitch? <laughs> Sorry, you can't yeah. have none of this drink. Like it was so weird. But it, I realized looking back, it's like, yeah, that stemmed from our cultural repression of like, girls, good girls don't do that. Nice mm. girls don't do that. You don't enjoy it. like. We know you're going to have sex, but you don't discuss it. And it was just this whole thing. And then, you know, it's so funny because now, as a lot of my friends are parents, I'm watching the way that they're they're trying their best not to give their kids this, like, don't be a whore mentality. Mm-hmm. Don't be that, that girl. And they're like, they want their kids to be open and talk. Um, and just recently, uh, my uh, my girlfriend's daughter, who's turning 15. Went turning on, 15? Turning 15 okay. uh, in a couple weeks. And, you know... She, you we were dating at that age. Oh yeah, right. You oh, were, I was I was on a mission to touch a boob. Yes, like at fourteen. And girls were on a mission to make out with <laughs> yeah. you at the dance. Like we're yeah. in that age, so she's being very realistic because she uh, she knows what she was brought up with, which is like, no, you just don't do it until you're finished, you know, college. Which is like, please, okay. no one does that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. her daughter's gone on dates, and she's like, she's like, here are the rules. I drop you off, I pick you up. You're going on a date. Who is this boy? It's all you know. So it's all in the open. She's like, and you're completely honest with me, and you tell me what you do. So she. Dropped Dropped her daughter off at the movies, and the movie was two and a half hours long. And when she picked up her daughter, she noticed her daughter looked different than the way she went in. Her mascara's runny, her hair's all greasy and fucked up, her clothes are a little twisted, and she looks at the boy, and he's completely fine, none of hair out of place. And she's just like, oh, God. Oh, like, what man. happened in yeah. that dark room for those two and a half hours? Now, so was she, this, did they go see, like, a blockbuster hit, or were they going to some sort of fucking, like, you know, foreign film that, uh, that's that been, like, <laughs> like it, it only happens to be screening, like, one night, and yeah, no one's like, actually going? The theater's mm, fucking empty. No, no, no. They went to see, like, Spider-Man or Superman. Yeah, I'm right. horrible with that okay, stuff. But okay. it was, like, one of those, like, typical movie for teenagers to go and see. Okay. So it was, like, she was, like, it's innocent. They're in the mall i'm gonna mill about and then but she's like as soon as she saw her daughter she was like oh shit so she waited till she got home she didn't want to freak out because that's the whole thing don't freak out so she gets her daughter her daughter gets home she waits till her husband is like somewhere else in another room she's like so what did you do in that cinema like seriously what did you do and her daughter's like nothing and she's like what did you do like i'm your mother if you if you fuck with me you'll never see a movie again and she was like we made out and she's like, is that why your hair is all like, like, why is your hair like that? And she's like, oh, he was just touching my hair. That's all. And she's like, but your mascara's running. And she's like, oh, I didn't I, like her daughter hadn't seen herself. So she didn't know. And my girlfriend's like, I she's like, I didn't want to freak out. She goes, but inside I'm freaking out. She drank a bottle of wine after that conversation because she was like, oh, she's she's imagining the worst. She's like, all I'm thinking is my daughter gave this boy a blowjob for two and a half hours. And was gagging on that, and that's why her mascara is running. That's why her oh hair is messed up. Like your God. brain goes to the worst yeah, thing, yeah. right? But yeah, I'm like, totally. and I was with her, and I'm like, I'm behind you, and I love that you're parenting, and I love that you have that openness. But I, for a moment, so horrible to say this, I'm like, God, I wish you were a boy. Mm. I wish you didn't like, because it's just all that stuff, and I'm like, it's still in me, like all that like 
conservative Caribbean stuff is still in me where I'm like, God, I hope he, she doesn't get a reputation and this boy better not say anything. Like, all mm. of these stupid thoughts. But it's like, yeah, but this is what you want. This is natural. Nothing about this is weird. Do you think it's changing in like like back home in no. the you, you, no. you, like modern? They don't like today no. really. No, it's still backwards. And I know this. I know this because not that we have discussions about it when I do talk to my family, uh, but we are all on Facebook, and you know, Facebook you find out a lot about people by the things that they repost mm. and the things that they like. And on many occasions, I'll see them just like repost things that are really like uh, anti-gay or like. Oh wow! Yeah. And it's just like it kind of throws me back where I'm like, oh yes, oh, you, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You're still over there. That mentality still holds very strong. And there's no pride parade over there. And you guys are not okay with all the stuff that we mm. are like. We're like, what are you even talking about? Who even cares about it anymore? They still very like it's still very conservative. So it's super weird. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, super conservative. Yeah. yeah, but they're still do- understand something. The conservative is on the surface. Yeah, they're still doing all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad went into a story once about uh, a family friend of ours who got caught having sex with a tied up goat when he was a teenager, and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. I beg your pardon. Yeah. So they still like there's still all kinds of crap going on. It's just you don't you just don't talk about it. Huh. You know, you don't you do those things with your husband, which is like please. Yeah, yeah. That's the last person you do those things with. I, we, I, honestly, <laughs> like, I'm. I would. Uh, we got to get a goat fucker on the show. <laughs> that's that's something we're we were missing right now on our show. <laughs> Let me know. I will call Uncle Winston up and be like, Hey, hey, hey! Remember that time you fucked that goat? Would you be willing to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on I, up to Canada. There's a couple of people who want to chat when you're off. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, it wasn't a goat, it was a sheep. Let us know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. <laughs> I'm thinking about my sister and how she handles like raising young women, and, and I feel like Tara in that situation would have been like, okay, so it was a blowjob. How, how did it go? What did you do? What yeah. was your technique? Yeah. Tell me about it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get great at it. Your sister really is. I want to be cool. And I want to be cool. Yeah. But I tell you something. When it's the, you're having the conversation, you're just like, God, I, your face is like, yeah, okay, whatever. Tell me. But inside you're like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah. But it's, again, it's normal. I did that with my little sister when she, I must have been like, I don't know. She's six years younger than me and she probably lost her virginity around like 16. So I was Mm. like, I was like, she didn't tell me. I was so heartbroken that she didn't like announce it to me when it happened. I like found out down the road and I was like, um, okay, well, uh, just so you know, um, once you start having sex with your boyfriend, like everything else before that just like loses its, its specialness, like all the tingles from kissing, you know, I was panicking. I was panicking. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. But, um. You know, I was also, I was pretty prudish as well until, like, probably. Until you met me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. Absolutely. Do boys do that? Like, do you have a brother? Uh, no, I have a sister. Have a and t- I did not want to know anything about anything okay. about what my sister was up Even to. Even to this day, do you still, like. Uh, well, not, well, you know what? Now she's married and Scott, you know, she's like just. She's had sex kids. at least twice. Okay. Because she has sure. two babies. Well, okay. so here's the thing is, is <laughs> and uh, N- uh, Natasha, I know you don't listen to this podcast, so <laughs> Go I for can it. get away with saying it. Uh, she, I remember in high school, a friend of mine coming up to me and being like, yo, did you know that, um, like, your sister's a bit of a slut? Oy. And I was like, 
first of all, n- no, I did not know that. Yeah. And second of all, don't tell me that. Yeah. Don't tell me that. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about this. So I had to go to Natasha. I was like, Ugh. are you, she's two years younger than me. So I was like, are you the girl? Are you that girl? Are you the girl coming to high school? Like, you're coming into my, you're coming into my high school next yeah. year. <laughs> and are you going to come into my high school yeah. in my final year and be the girl that sleeps with everyone? And she was like, what, who the, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. dude, leave me alone. I was like, Brad told me you were a slut. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how does Brad know? I was like, I don't know. We called her out. She came to one of our live shows, and you said that you told this story, and you were like, yeah, Tash, you were a bit of it. You've slept around in high school. She was like, what are you talking about? Still to this day. Still She's like, no. Day. Oh, my yeah. God. Brad says you're a slut. And I think, I think where that all came from, actually, so, you know, not to like, not to uh, reinforce your worries, but I think where all, all that came from, yeah. there was one boy that lived um you know, maybe like a 15 minute walk from her house. And I know my sister was like dating him in my mind. They were like holding hands behind the, you know, behind the school. She blew him. And then that word got out. And, that's and then it. Brad was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess Natasha's a big old slut. Social suicide. Wow. Yeah, right? Back to the blowjob. Yeah. One blowjob and you're done and for. And you're done for, kid. That's right. So, kids, if you're listening right now. Save it until marriage, right? That's, I don't understand is... because doesn't like does that? Uh, don't people want the blowjobs that are being given? Like, why would you then shame? I know because then you cut off the, the service. It's kids, like, yeah. you're kids not going to so get weird. another one if you run your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kids are weird. Kids yeah. are so weird. Yeah, yeah. That whole that whole like social hierarchy. It's it's no, but it's, it's real. Like yeah, you guys are just reminding me that I have a girlfriend who's a school principal who is walking in you know one of the back hallways of the school, and uh, she ran into two students, a young girl giving a guy a blowjob in school. In school, in school Whoa. during during class in school in a the hallway. They thought they wouldn't get caught, and the, that's not even the bad part. Bad part is he was recording her. No, whoa. can't do that. And then whoa, whoa, whoa. That's put a, your phones that's, away. See, this is like oh, that's, that's where all, I mean, he's he's recording territory. her and make and then to add to that is she's in a hijab. She's Muslim, so oh. holy the layers of like. So, what, what's next? What else do you got? I, <laughs> <laughs> and she's holding a newborn baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's in the middle of lighting the school on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> my girlfriend had this moment of like. Okay, principal hat and also, you know, woman knowing what the ramifications are yeah. if this young girl gets caught. Like, her family, we don't know how conservative they are, but this, you know, why to run the risk? So she did not tell her parents. Wow, and wow. she she made the decision to, she took the phone, she deleted, she, t- she spoke to the girl and the guy individually and together about how they're responsible and all this stuff. But she was, look, she could have, if she had done what she's supposed to do, like yeah. who knows what would have happened, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's the, but that's the, that's the era that we're in right now. Do you guys watch the show Euphoria at all? I haven't yet. I, ju- I oh. just, I've been hearing it's amazing. I told my girlfriend two Beast days ago show. to check it out, and she texted me like an hour later and was like, "Holy fuck, I'm obsessed." Yeah, yeah. it's a beast. I'm not their demo. I'm obsessed with the show. I yeah. wish this show existed when I was in high school because it is, you know, we like uh, we had Degrassi, which God bless Degrassi. I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about Degrassi. Degrassi served its purpose. So wholesome, very wholesome. But I was like, who? Like it's garbage. It's yeah. like a Disney-fied yeah. view of high school where it's like, oh my God, she's got the denim jacket on. Like, ugh. it was like, yeah. whereas Euphoria is the real deal. And and I guess also it's showing like, you know, 
times have changed. Sexuality, trans kids, how do you deal with that? Your daughter's on her phone. You gave her a phone. Everybody has a phone. Yeah. Right? But she's on her phone and she's in her bedroom and she's making money on Pornhub. Yeah. It's a different. So they explore all that. Yeah, they explore all that stuff and they talk about it. And there's like, they show them having sex, like real sex, like it's a it's a great show and it's it it explores so many things i love that show so much great show to really talk to and like every parent needs to watch that show every parent who let me rephrase that every parent who's out there thinking that they're little angel not my kid my kid doesn't do that Mm. they're not into that yet she still has a teddy bear on her bed that's the girl who's given the most amount of bjs (laughs) just fyi yeah totally yeah i mean hbo what what is up with hbo how do they like how i'm addicted why are they so good why is everything that they put out so like on, on on such a level? I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for high quality entertainment. Like, yeah, it's, yeah me too. It's yeah, me too. Important. Yeah, super for... important. I watch. I think I spend more time watching HBO than anything else. Like, so, I turn my TV on. and I go to HBO, and I'll rewatch an HBO show instead of watching something on like cable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's so solid. Yeah. And like even back in the day. Yeah. You know, like Sex in old... the City. Like yeah. that's where that's where I really started watching HBO. Yeah. And even that, I look back on that show, and even that show is, like, archaic. Yeah, yeah. right? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But, you know, we got euphoria now. And blowjobs in the cinema, let's not. They were just making out. <laughs> totally, 100%. I mean, my mascara runs, like, uh, just an, an unbelievable amount when I make out. I mean, maybe it was there was a sad part in the movie. Maybe she was crying. Spider-Man does have a very sad <laughs> origin story, you know? One of his parents gets shot. Oh, God. Or wait. Uncle, yeah, his uncle gets shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe that's what brought her to tears. That's, yeah, yeah, that's oh it. My God. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was one thing that we were uh, that we were before we started recording. You mentioned mm-hmm. that uh, we were talking about sex toys. We were talking about sex toys last night, um, specifically the Vesper. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't, have we talked about on Turn Me On before? Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, we had just started the yeah, podcast right. when I got that. Do you know about the Vesper? I, Are you familiar okay. with this? I've never, like, I because I'm single, a lot of people assume that I have, like, a whole <laughs> tickle trunk of, like, every dildo ever made. And I'm like, no. I've never owned one. But I went to this event, and they're like, oh, we have a great gift bag. And they were too amped about the gift bag. And I was like, what's in this bag? And I get home, and it's just all this, like, paraphernalia. It's all these sex toys. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I finally all have these them. sex toys? Yeah, I got a whole heap of them. I got a whole bunch of what stuff. What the fuck was what the event, event that you went to? Um, it was... Like, I was at the Avian Awards. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was like, they were they were having a conversation about relationships. So, you know, you get invited to that kind of stuff. And they talked about, they had a, a guest speaker, and I guess that person's sponsored by a company that makes all of these sex toys. So they okay. were like, oh, you're going to love it. There were things in there that I was like, I don't even know know where this goes like I don't even know what this does I don't even know how to turn it on I don't know if this is for me or for him like and I'm like I just like I realize I'm like I'm a sex toy virgin like I was like I don't know how this works I've never used any of this stuff I brought one because I really I have it in the box I really don't know what to do with it it's intimidating I would like to see do you want to see you brought it here yeah oh hell yeah Well, what's the point of talking about it if I don't bring it it's show and tell that's sweet (laughs) so it's still in the box it's not been used so don't worry I'd be like "Um, did you touch it that was in your gift bag that was yeah that was one of the things in my gift bag you can Um, take it out of its packaging is it called the womanizer (laughs) yeah and it like it sounds like it sounds like a hybrid car like it's like Don't what you... is that is it on like that's Whoa, what it does look it's, at this thing Holy it's shit. so it looks so, like it fell out of a spaceship uh, exactly and I'm looking at it and I had to like put on glasses and read the fine print because I was like where are the instructions like what is this what are people like and I'm like oh my God. it actually has an autopilot setting it, it, it is a spaceship yeah 
autopilot. Let the autopilot surprise you while it varies stimulation and intensity in the moment. You will never know what's coming next. Coming next. You guys hear that? Uh, (laughs) A new experience with every use. Interesting. Uh, Look at that thing. I would like to look at that. I also don't. <laughs> well, that's like uh, pass it over here, please. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't use sex toys. No. And um, twelve intensity levels. Holy shit! That's great. I do know from the like one vibrator that I have mm-hmm. that um, multiple speeds is important. Something that alternates speeds, and I love this autopilot idea of like, oh, you know what to expect. Surprise me, yeah. lover. Yeah. No, take it out of the box and like, because it's. I think it's all charged. Oh, really? Yeah. You just have to... Oh, I see. Womanizer. Oh. Yeah, see? Grab her. See? She's she's magenta in color. She's very pretty. She looks what like... I don't... This thing? Yeah. Does it, it speak to you? <laughs> it should. It's got like a little like Suction mouth hole I think that's bottom. where you're supposed to put your... On your clip. Yeah, that, that oh part God, that really? you put to your mouth. <laughs> yeah, put, oh. put your hands all over that thing, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I mean, listen, I'm not going to use it, so by all means, like... Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a see. There's a, a booklet. Booklet. And what's this? Womanizer. Oh God, the what's this? Uh, what's this box? Oh my see? God, dude! This thing actually like sucks on your clit. Yeah. Oh, look at oh, this. Put your finger what's on this? this. Oh, this is other heads that you can put on it. I think. Yeah. This is crazy. Put your finger on this. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. Ooh. That's. I, I wish I had a clit. In my living room, well, just looking at it, and just looking at it, and looking at all their stuff, I'm like, look how, how much reading I have to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it comes it's like with you know when you get bag. a new cell phone, and you're like, you gotta spend the, like the next three hours just like figuring out. You hear that? This it's. I think I'm gonna leave that with you. Uh, you seem very excited about that. <laughs> put it on my butthole. It has a lot. This is a hefty book. Yeah, it comes with. It's, it's, like, on, it's on autopilot, so oh, it's just making it up right fully now. waterproof. It's 100% waterproof. You could use it in the back. You can do everything. And I think, maybe it's not this one, but one of them, there's an app that you're, you know, when yep. if you have a long-distance relationship yep. and you're doing your FaceTime with your lover, yep. your lover can have be in control of the charger so that yeah. they can do whatever. And I'm like, that's a lot. That's all right. So, but you haven't used, you, you, I mean, obviously you haven't used this. It's, you know what? Are I, you going to? Are you going to like? Probably not. Probably not now that it's, I put my fingers If I have already. to do, I'm lazy. If I have to do a whole heap of reading, it's probably not going to happen. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not, No. Because I'm so, like, I don't know. I don't, but I'll keep it. You never know. You never know. And it's, is it, okay, here's a question for you guys. Yeah. Is it wrong to re-gift a, a vibrator? Oh, just, no. Oh, no I mean, way. No, no, it depends no. on who you're gifting it to. Yeah. But um, I would say. Do you have like, to tell them that you use, like, do you have I, to explain? I, like, I, I didn't did use not it. use this. Um, would they believe you? I moved into an apartment in Toronto uh, one time. My first, actually, apartment of my on my own in Toronto. And there was a box like this not unlike this in the up on the shelf in the closet with a a huge dildo in it Mm. and the the guy that i rented the apartment from was like oh um like a few days after i moved in we 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 left something there (laughs) but um uh it's not been used and i'm like all right is that an invitation to me to use it i remember telling you that that and you were like oh fuck that thing it's you took used. it. You looked at because you used to work in a sex store. You looked at it and you were like, uh, "Yeah, that looks like it's been used." I'm like, "How would you know?" Hey what man, I worked. See? I worked at a sex shop. What I, was that like? It was. Oh, I didn't use it. It, it, it you, was a huge dildo. Yeah, the, with the dildo. Yeah, yeah the, was, working at a sex shop is fun. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Good conversation. Good customer service oh, conversation. My, oh, are you kidding me? I was like, I I think I was probably the most overqualified. Um, 
employee that they have <laughs> ever had. Mm. And I, w- I won employee of the month, my first month there, okay. for upselling the most lube. I would have, I would, uh, y- they would offer you th- two, as an employee, two free rentals an- a day. Okay. Uh to rent the movies and get very acquainted with what it is that you're selling. Okay. My dad's a salesman. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, all right. I'm you got to know gonna, what you're selling. I'm going to do this. Actually, I, I, I was a bit of a hustler too. So I would, I would take two movies home a night, mm-hmm. watch them, get like on board with like whatever it is mm-hmm. so that I could talk about it and try to sell it to whoever comes in if mm-hmm. they have questions. And I'd burn both of them onto discs and take those discs to school and sell them for 10 bucks a piece. Oh. So I was nice. like, man, I was killing Hustler. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there was uh, there was some very interesting characters that would come to the store. Okay. Like you, you had your regulars, like your daily regulars. Daily? There was one guy that would come in with a subway outfit. So you'd come in right after, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. <laughs> right off. Yeah, I'm right off. I'm guessing he was working at Subway. Yeah. I hope he was. Because he was always wearing a the subway. sandwich making guy. The su- yeah. sandwich. They yeah. make that. They have gloves on when they make those sandwiches, right? Yeah. Uh, he, did he wear his gloves in? No, he didn't. He wasn't. <laughs> he, took a, the gloves he wasn't off. a glove guy. Okay. But he would come in and he would uh, he would just um, walk through the video section and just w- look at the boxes. He would never touch them. He'd just look at them and inspect them for like a good chunk of time, and then move on to the next box and look at that. And then my manager one day came in while I was there, and she was like, oh, that guy, don't let him go into the change room. And I was like, oh, okay. And there's like a couple times where he came in, and he goes into the change room, and I go, ah, no, no, you're not allowed in there. And he's like, okay. And then he just kind of like walks out, and he would try it every once in a while. He's just looking for a... He needs to release. There was one guy who who worked next door. Mm-hmm. There was a car, a used car lot. Mm-hmm. Very large, uh, older man. He would come in every single, I think it was like Wednesdays or Thursdays, we would get a, 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 a big, like, the new releases would come out. Mm-hmm. And like, man, they are pumping out, I mean, I don't know what it's like now with the internet, but back in, in that day, before Pornhub, like, they were pumping out, the shop would get 20 to 25 DVDs on wow. the day that they would release new movies. Wow. So he would come in. Mm-hmm. Get the entire stack of twenty five, rent them. The next day, first thing in the morning, show up, return them all. Oh. <coughs> now, in my mind, I was going, "Is he doing what I'm doing?" He's probably burning them. He's selling. Uh, he's selling them with the cars. Yeah, that's yeah. why people are coming and buying their cars because they know they're going to get some free porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With their, you know, their Civic hatchback or whatever. Um, Damn. But there was one time my dad's friend came in, and he didn't see me behind the desk, and. I was like, oh, my God. Because what I would do, what I, what I would also do uh, it, when it was, like, slow is we had a whole database. Like, when you go to rent the movies, mm-hmm. we need to know. It was like Blockbuster, right? It's like yeah. they need to know your name, your phone number, your address. Like, so if you, God, if, you a, don't bring that sh- if you don't bring that shit back, like, yeah. we're coming for it. Yeah. So I would always, like, <laughs> go into the database, like, looking up. Like my friend's dad's to see <laughs> to see who's in and like who's renting shit. So oh. my dad, I found my dad in there. I was like, oh my god, my dad's in here. Anyway, uh, my dad's friend, we'll call him Tom, comes in. He doesn't see me behind the desk, and he goes and he gets two DVDs. And I'm going, oh man, 
I hope Tom's walking up here with like some juicy, yeah, yeah, juicy the good shit. stuff. Yeah, the good, like the stuff mm-hmm. that like maybe his wife doesn't want to know. He's mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want, I want some like, I want some dirt yeah. on Tom. He walks up with the two DVDs, and it was Tuesday. It was like two for two for Tuesday, like two rentals for the price of one Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and he was walking up, and he was like kind of looking at them and, and he's, he doesn't look up he just goes hey is it uh, two for one Tuesday oh hi Jeremy hi <laughs> it was oh, like this God. moment I was like yeah it is it is two for one Tuesday what do you got there <laughs> did he rent them anyway he sure did of course yeah yeah. it was like a lesbian porn and like a couple's porn so I was like oh okay nice probably yeah. for the probably for the two of them for the family yeah mm-hmm. for the whole yeah. family yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but uh, that was a but you didn't see anything like that when you were working Fuck. at the sex no, no, this way. looks. We this had like Jenna new... Jameson blow up dolls. Oh, you know okay. what I mean. Like this is. We are in a new era yeah. of sex toy. Yeah, you know, with technology, you like, would never know if you saw that in someone's drawer. You would never know what it was. Yeah, I wouldn't know. What, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. Oh, that's a sex toy. It could be like a silicone, like a, like a kitchen utensil of some kind, Anything. like a, a face steamer. I don't know. A face steamer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah looks like those... something HelloFresh might send you in their box. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought I'd bring it because I'm like, this is new. Everybody always assumed that I had one, and then I I didn't, and then I got one for I got a couple of them. I got a few of them. I just so didn't did bring did them you off. use any of the ones that you got? No, it's just not your it's like the sex my, toys. Not your. It's not, not your my thing. scene. Yeah, I think it's because I've never used them and I'm solid. So now I'm like ah, I don't really need to use them. But I'm glad that I have them. I like them as a conversation piece. I also like you know. What you if you met a, what if you met a partner mm-hmm. um, and your partner was like I really want to I'm really into using sex toys on my partner yeah and I want to use a sex toy on my partner hmm. you know what I think when you're in a committed relationship and you have that trust like sure mm-hmm. right I don't I don't see a reason to say no everybody of course is going to have their limits as to what they're good with and what they're not good with but I don't but I've also never. I've never had anybody say that to me. I've never had a guy say, hey, 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 wait, I got something in the drawer. Mm. Never. Never. Mm. Guys mm. usually, like, you guys are pretty standard. You have rope. Yeah. Okay, let's yep. discuss that. Should yep. we call the police before we get into this uh, discussion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Should I get the 9-1 already dialed? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just some colorful rope, that's all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just a little rope. Relax, relax, relax. I, a little <laughs> rope, girl. Just have some more wine. It's got a little rope. We're gonna do a little rope, rope, rope. <laughs> I do, I do, I do pull at the rope sometimes, though. Um, but only, I only do that if, uh, if, it, like, if I was on a, I was, if I was on like a, I was on a date the other night, and mm-hmm. uh, things went well, and. Um, there was no talk about like kink or or anything like that. It was just like you know everything we were talking about, whatever you talk about on yeah. a date, and we ended up hooking up. And it, it, and but because there was no discussion about like hey you're like you know it never turned to like dirty talk. Yeah, and it never got into that area of like talking sexual or talking about sexual interests or anything like that. It was all when we did start getting physically intimate, it was all very. Um. Uh, intuitive, you know. Yeah. But if we're if I'm in a scenario where I'm in a conversation and it t- starts turning into like kink stuff, yeah. And the question comes up and I go, yeah, I got some rope and I, I like I play around with some knots and stuff. Then they're like, T- will you tie me up? I'll be like, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Like let's let's play around with it. But it but it is very like I you know it I do it. it it's very vanilla. You know, it's like I'll put you in a chest harness. 
So you're oh. not restricted. You yeah. got this pretty thing on. Yeah. You know, it like... I can hold on to you it. You can still run away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah, know you're reminding me slow of? you down. <laughs> you so just triggered a memory. Uh, a couple years ago, I was part of this, just, so, just one of these random media events where it was about, like, it was around Valentine's Day and talking about relationships. That's why I was there. And then it was when I got there, and it's so I'm so glad my girlfriend Lauren was with me because we both looked at each other like, I don't think we're talking about relationships here because it was like... A burlesque dancer, and then there was another trans woman who was uh, who was tying, like showing you how to tie a person up with ropes. Mm. And so she had a model that she brought, and she's showing like she was like an instructional video, how to tie a person up with ropes, how to do it properly. So she was doing it, and uh, we were just watching because we were just like it was things were just happening at us. And yeah. we were just watching, and then and then my friend leaned into my ear, and he goes, "Doesn't she remind you of a Christmas ham?" And I. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, whenever I see somebody in robes all tied up, I'm like, "Look at that Christmas look, ham! Look at that Christmas yeah. ham! He's got you all tied up like Christmas ham." Girl. You're welcome, everyone, because we all yeah. know that visual. Oh, Christmas that's... ham, honey, you want to get Christmas ham tonight? That's really Time funny. Rope me up. <laughs> that's really funny. But yeah, sorry, it was just like a memory. I was like, "Oh God, she does look like Christmas ham." Yeah. So if anybody wants to get Christmas hammed, um, you know where to find it. <laughs> Yeah. Slide into the DMs. No, it just reminded me, but it's crazy. What's the most like, um, uh, you know, so uh, coming from this Caribbean mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. where where obviously there's a lot of like uh, um, sexuality is like a, more repressed, I guess, than than it's what a, we would consider here. Yeah, it's weird. It's repressed in conversation. It's repressed in uh, in relationships, but it's also in the music and the culture. It's like hypersexualized. Hypersexualized, yeah. Which is a weird, it's yeah. a weird place to be. Are you, like, did you get out of that? Like, have you oh. kind of, you've gotten away from that? Uh, yeah, I'm most definitely, because A, I was born in Canada, so. Right, okay. I would like, I'm aware of it because that's what my family, I'm aware of all the conversations and the mentality because that's what I was given to me. That's what you hear at, you know, every family gathering, there's always that conversation. But at the same time, there's also just the reality and my cousins and all my friends and, you know, my parents, friends and their kids where we would hang out. It's just the reality of life that it's like, well, you just hide things and that's what you have in a lot of strict cultures. A lot of my friends, uh, Greek Italian, Indian, Pakistani, all my friends who come from those very strict girls don't do that. Those girls were doing all of that stuff. They were just Mm. professional liars. All their parents did with that strict mentality was create a child who could lie like nobody's business. Right. Because they were still doing all. That's why I'm saying like my girlfriend talking to her daughter like. I understand where she's like, I don't want her to lie to me. I don't want her to become a professional liar of like, I'm going to Sarah's house. You ain't going nowhere near Sarah's house. Like, just tell me where you're going so that if something goes wrong, you feel comfortable to call me. But it's still like, it's weird. It's not just Caribbean culture. It's a lot of different cultures. But I think that's the problem with all the repression where it's like, yeah, you have all these people with all these mentalities where the men are um, kind of told, like, go out there, get it get it but it's like well who are you getting it from it's somebody's daughter you're getting it from mm. so what's happening there like it's a weird thing where it's like just like with your sister it's like yeah brad got a blowjob but it's like yeah and then she's like brad enjoys a blowjob but who, like she has to give the blowjob and be good at it for him to enjoy it like it's a weird space mm. where it's like you want to enjoy the sex but then you want to chastise the woman for 
enjoying sex and having it. But it's like, how did you get here? How did your parents get together? Your parents, and then you, as you get older, you hear all these crazy stories about, you know, whose mother did this and whose dad did this and who had a key party in the 70s. And you're like, wait a second, what is, you guys were acting like you were so conservative, but you were doing all this stuff. So I think it's just like being brought up in North America, you kind of are in two different worlds. There's a world of your household and the way things are, you know, culturally. And then there's like the real world where it's like, your friends are doing stuff. We are playing spin the bottle and two minutes in the closet by the at birthday parties by I like my earliest memory, like grade four or five. Hmm. When did you lose your virginity? Oh, I was old. Uh, <laughs> I was twenty one. Okay. Yeah. I got the sex. My mom was also. I I also kind of have to give my mom props. Uh, she gave me the sex talk at nine, and she okay. was. But she was very. You know, she was kind of like in the middle. She wasn't trying to pretend like I wasn't going to have sex, she, but she gave me the sex talk at nine, and I remember uh, feeling like I was under punishment because I was just looking at her like, "Why are we? Uh, why are we doing this?" <laughs> I didn't ask for any of this shit. And then she was like, "But she was going for it." And then the man ejaculates, and then when he ejaculates, something gets excited. A semen comes out, and then she gave me like all the deeds, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, just kind of looking at her like, "Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the f- did I do? Did I not make my bed? Like my mind was racing. Like did I say something wrong? Because this is." This is horrible. Like, why is she doing this? And then what was great was, you know, years later when I'm in those weird conversations, you're in grade six or seven and someone, I remember my friends were like, yeah, you know how women have babies. It comes out of their butt. And I was like, you guys are a bunch of morons. Mm -hmm. Like, they had no clue. So... I was. It was great that she gave me that information, but then it, that information I think scared me a little bit. So mm-hmm. I was like, um, I became like, <laughs> it was like a little bit of a militant. Like, you're my boyfriend, and we can hear the things that you're allowed to do, and that's it. Mm. Because I'm a lady, and I know how this works, young man. You are not going to take it. I know what comes out of your penis. Like I was very like, a, I know where the semen comes. from. I know where it comes from, <laughs> and I know that not you don't even have to put the whole thing in, and I can still get pregnant. You can't fool me. Like I was very like, a, I was probably very annoying, but I had like all these little rules, and then I got a real boyfriend. Like, and he was older than I was, and I had a real boyfriend in his own place, and then it was like. And I also felt like, okay, relax. You made it out through high school without being like the whore. Like, oh, you know, and like, you made it out. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And I think then I just kind of relaxed and then I was fine. But, and it was a real relationship. And then, you know, he was, and then like, I gave it to the worst person ever. But it, like, it was like, I should have just threw it up in the air in junior high. <laughs> but yeah, it was. When you uh, did finally, um, like, Take that step into the yeah, the, yeah. the realm of, Wait, of sex. What did I think did, about it? Did, well, well, I guess underwhelmed. Well, did you did you end up did you end up um, going through like a promiscuous phase, uh, or did you always kind of reserve it for you know what I'm gonna like this is for I, we are in a relationship. I'm gonna do this with question. you. That's a solid question. Did I go through a pro- you know what I thought I did, but I really like. Oh God, I didn't have enough experience. So in my head, I was like, yeah, after that relationship, I was like, I'm going out there. I'm doing this. Yeah. I had a one night stand and I explained the one night stand. My friend's like, no, that's a solid boyfriend. And I go, <laughs> no. And she's like, do you do this? Do you do this? Do you? I go, yeah. She's like, that's a flipping relationship. And I was like, oh. So I really like I was mm-hmm. behind a lot because most people I knew had lost their virginity by age 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So they were on like they had number of they had a number of partners 
before, but I was like, I was prudish. But and then I kind of realized, you know, you kind of go through that stage in your twenties where I was just like trying to figure out, well, who am I? What do I like? Because what I realized in that first relationship with the person that I lost my virginity to is that I just didn't know anything. Mm. And he had a lot of experience. So it was unbalanced. It's a horrible, it was a horrible relationship because of that. Because you can't have two people who are not on the same. I tell people all the time, I'm like, forget about all that relationship crap they tell you. If you are not equally matched in the bedroom, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, if your partner's on a level nine, they like rope, Christmas ham, sex toys, and you are a missionary, really sweet, kiss me on the cheek, you know, go straight to the bathroom after, the two people are going to break up. It doesn't Mm. work. So I really felt like I was just trying to figure out, like, who am I and how do I make sure that I enjoy this? Because, again, there was no conversation. I got the sex talk, but I didn't get the, this is how you make sure you enjoy it. Mm. This is where things are. This is what you do. Nobody got that talk. Nobody got the pleasure This is self-pleasure. Yeah, this is self-pleasure. This is how how it feels. None of that. So I just had a lot of, like, trying to figure it out. But then you're trying to figure it out without nobody's talking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing because usually when you don't know how to do something, you get a book or you talk to a friend and they tell you. They're like, oh, let me show you how to drive standard. No one says, here, let me show you how to have drive, an orgasm. Drive standard on yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No one no one talks. So it was a lot of like the 20s were a lot of just like, what? what? Are...? And then you're being in a lot of polite sex. A lot of laying there just kind of going, okay. And then afterwards, the guys always do this. So like, <sighs> so are you, are you okay? Did you enjoy that? And I want to like so many times because you know I have a mouth and I just like I would always be polite and be like, yeah, it was great, it was amazing, you, I love you. And in my head, I'd be like, look at my uh, look at my forehead, dry, not a bead of sweat. And you're asking me if I did I like did you if you paid attention, you would know that I was just here, like I could have walked out of my body and left you, and you wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, like, yeah. but sure, yeah, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, no, you're amazing. You're an amazing lover. Yeah, you're the biggest. Like, there was a lot of that stupidity. And then mm. the minute I stopped doing that, <sighs> I woke the beast. And then it was like, oh, no, no, no. We're not leaving here until I get mine. And then mm. the minute I did that, it's a whole different ballgame. Mm. No man is safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I don't care about your feelings anymore, young man. I'm going to say what I have to say. Whether you like it or not, you're going to tie me up like a Christmas ham. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that that kind of awakening, that's when I, that's like, that's when it was good. But in the beginning, God, it was dreadful. How yeah. old were you when you feel feel like you had that awakening? Probably not to my early 30s. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I really understood that the idea that like communication would make everything a lot better. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, but I still don't really want to talk about it. And then in same thing, like around my early 30s, I was like... I don't have the patience anymore. Frustration. <laughs> I'm frustrated and like and and disappointed and like yeah, I just I just am like yeah, it feels good, but I have to really work in my own mind mm-hmm. to 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 orgasm. Yeah. You know, it's like the sensation is good. But it's not like I bridging that gap and being able to then also give cues as it's going, like a little more of that, a little less of this, or like you know, yeah. in such a way that's not like um, making the other person feel like really like self-conscious and bossed around and like inadequate is like that's not that's doesn't come naturally. You gotta fucking 
train in that. You got to practice that. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. So I just I was thinking about those the girls and and the fourteen and fifteen and sixteen year old girls losing their virginity and running around and the parents being like, no, they're not, no, they're not. But then what's their quality of sex like at home? Like mm-hmm. what's the what they were those kids mm-hmm. also fooling around and now what now how did that how did that end up for you in your own sex life now? Yeah, you know, it's a solid question. You you've always said. Uh, I've I've heard you say this like a, a thousand times, where you're like, I hear 30s are like your it's a woman's sexual prime, like 30s are your sexual prime. Do you I, still do you still subscribe to that? Well, I think that there's probably a huge myth yeah. that's involved in that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure some of it is scientifically accurate in terms of whatever's <clears throat> happening with our bodies at mm-hmm. that point. But like, also, I think just in general. You get more. Hopefully, you're getting more confident as you age and yeah. more comfortable with who you are. And and the less you're trying to like put on for other people, mm-hmm. probably the more free that you feel and and more like alive and and in touch with your own body. So, I I don't know whether it's biology or whether it's. I'm always suspicious of things like that. Like mm-hmm. oh, women's women's sexual primes in their early 30s. I'm like, I bet it was a man that decided that. Yeah, right, right. But and why? I don't know. They had there's a definitely if we dug a little deeper, we would we'd probably be able to find some reasons why it's it's advantageous for for us to all believe that well, once we get to our 30s, that's our sexual prime. But don't I, I I don't know about anybody else, but I remember when I hit my 30s, I just started to look at life differently. Mm. I think it's right. just, you know that when you're about to turn you're 29 and you're like I don't know about everybody, but I know I was like super depressed. People were like on my 29th birthday, I was like so angry and they're like what's wrong I go dude the next one's 30 those last 12 months went by like this like it was a stupid mentality but then when I got to 30 it was like we don't have any more time to waste (laughs) like when are you going to own who you are when are you going to stop being this polite little girl that everybody's like oh she's really nice but then you're never saying how you feel and I felt like all of those things my career um, you know buying property like all of those things are just kind of like do it like what are you waiting for you can't be this polite little 22 year old girl anymore that doesn't Mm -hmm. work because it's not working for any area of your life and also, then you start thinking, well, am I going to get to 40 and still not own, have my own voice and say what I want? Because when you meet those women who, you know, we see them all the time in all like old talk shows and stuff where they're like, I've never had an orgasm and I'm fine with it. I knew they were hor- I knew that it was bullshit what they were saying. And I'm like, I don't want to be that woman who's like proudly ignorant. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So... I think that there was something about the 30s. I have a lot of girlfriends, the ones who were married in their 20s, a lot of them got divorced when they turned 30. I'm like, yeah, because it's like this awakening of like, wait a second, I'm not that person. I'm not that quiet little wife that you want to stick in the suburbs and make your babies and like just go to soccer practice. I'm this person. And if I don't get out of this now, like I need to live my best life. So I think there's something about that age which just makes you feel like you got to put your big girl panties on and get what's yours. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear... Uh a little a little study that I just I just sure. whipped up on the old Google. Okay. Is it the syphilis one? Uh no. Oh. No. It has to do with uh women and their sexual prime in their thirties. Okay. A two thousand ten study published in the journal Personality and Individual Differences provides some evidence that women may indeed have a sexual peak in their thirties. In this study, researchers researchers examined how women's age is related to their sexual thoughts and behaviors. It was predicted that women's sexual activity would peak in the years leading up to menopause. Why? The authors theorize Mm -hmm. that it is evolutionary adaptive 
It is evolutionarily adaptive for women's sexual desires and behaviors to increase as their biological clock, in quotes, winds down in order to capitalize on their remaining fertility. In order to test their prediction, researchers recruited a sample of 827 women aged 18 to 65. The women were divided into three groups, young women from 18 to 26, women whose widow window of fertility was growing short, 27 to 45, and women who were likely no longer fertile, ages 46 or and older. Uh, 46 was selected because it is the median age of menopause in the United States. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. All women completed a survey in which they were asked how often they think and fantasize about sex, how willing they would be to have casual sex, as well as how often they had sexual intercourse recently. Okay. Interesting. All right. That's a good explanation. Yeah. yeah. Fertility and and reproductive impulses, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, have you ever, like, found yourself, like, I remember in my 20s, I would, the week before my period... I would be like, I, I feel the need to go to a nightclub in a tight, short dress. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just need to go and have a, at least three drinks in this tight dress. Did you ever have that or was I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is my wild This is my wild time, I guess. Yeah. Wild time. Once a month. Once a month. It's like there's a voice in your head going, put that tight dress on and get to the club. Get your tits out. <laughs> we are human animals. Yes. Um... I, this might be a little off topic, but I heard you say it, and I have to ask because I talk. We talk a lot about like, well, we're we're actors, and we, you know, finding your voice and is like a very literal thing, like mm-hmm. connecting to the richness of your own voice, mm-hmm. and um, but then finding your voice is just like it's one of those terms. It's like floating around, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it, and I just, in your own words, I'm wondering what that means to you. Um, ah, uh, that's such a good question. Um. When I was little, I always had a big personality. Like I was a kid who never stopped talking, um, and but I also was, you know, raised in a conservative family where you knew certain things that you could say and the things that you couldn't say. You know, as a kid, you're just like that. I don't say in front of my parents. This I do say in front of my parents, um, and that voice was has always been there. But I didn't have the confidence to say what I thought all the time. So you know, sometimes you get asked. Are you okay? Would you like something? Is that enough? Or maybe you don't get asked anything. And that voice is always there. It's always been there. I can I always remember that voice. But I wouldn't always listen to it. I wouldn't always be true to it. I would go against my own intuition. And when I say finding your voice, it was a minute that I was like, no more of sitting here in silence. No more of being in a room, whether it's an office, at work, or in a relationship, and having a feeling and my voice inside saying, this isn't cool. I don't want to be here anymore, but then staying because I want to be polite. Mm-hmm. Or I have an idea and I know my idea is good, but I'm intimidated in the room because this person is the boss or this person has the title. So I don't say anything. I don't give my idea. And I just kind of, you know, go, oh, that's a really good idea. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. So finding my voice meant that I was no longer going to do that. Like I was no longer going to ever ignore that voice. That whatever is up here is coming out. And I think it was probably being around some people and being just enamored by people that I knew were living that that life where I'm like, you don't have a filter. What I know that whatever came up mm. here just came right out of your mouth and you don't care if it offends people, you don't care how people feel about it, and then just kind of looking at them with envy just like, oh, well, I want to be that person. And I found myself for a while before I was being that person always 
uh, trying to be close to people like that and just kind of going, you're so, you're so bad or you're so, you're such a, you know, you give them all those titles and I'm like, what I really want to say is I'm just envious that you are, you know, you have, you found your voice. People know who you are and what you stand for because you don't mix words. So the minute I started doing that, I'm like, that's to me is when you find your voice, when you're like, no, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know what my line is. I'm not afraid to get into a quarrel with a stranger. I'll, I'll do it. If you butt in front of me in line, I'm not going to stand there politely. I will tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, line's back there. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I'd have been like, no, don't don't be that. you got to be polite. You're a lady. Yeah, nice, nice and polite. Nice and polite. Nice and, you know, you let everybody go ahead of you. And it's like you don't even want to do that. So, yeah. I feel like that I, all of that really resonates. It makes a lot of sense. And um, I, I just feel like a lot of folks, and myself included, mm-hmm. are really scared of what will come out of, of like, what... You mean out of your mouth? Out or? of your mouth. Like, what... Like, it must feel clumsy sometimes, you know, to say that and be like, fuck, that did not come out the way that I wanted to say it. You know, the the, the moments where I have <laughs> felt things explode out of my mouth that I'm like, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I can leave this situation before I have to say that thing. And then when it does, it comes out and it's, it's almost, it comes out with the same amount of like, um, energy that I've been repressing it with and then it's just fucking <laughs> messy. It's like vomiting on somebody yeah. and then it's like, is that, do you think that's a, ne- a necessary transition to finding your own voice? It's like, yeah, it's not, it's going to get ugly sometimes. Listen, however you find your own voice is how you find it. I'll tell you the way, one of the ways that I, I know for sure I found it. I work with a lot of assholes. I work in television, so there's a lot of assholes. Mm. And a lot of uh, female bosses who are horrible people, horrible, who had zero filter. And working for those people really helped me find my voice because on a regular basis, 40 to 60 hours a week, I'm being barraged. We're all, all everybody in the office with a woman who's stomping around. I won't name names, but there's some famous people stomping around, not giving a flying fig what anybody has to say or and they defend their horrible behavior and they say whatever they want to say. They hurt people's feelings. I remember working for uh, this one woman. Um, there was a coworker of ours. His mother passed away, and you know you don't have to even have to say he was close to his mother. His mother passed away, so he took a week off. And halfway through the week, like say like the Wednesday, we were in a meeting, and she looked around the office and she's like, "Where is such and such?" And we go, "Oh, remember his mom? His mom passed away." And she goes, "That was last week." Get him on the phone and tell him to get his ass in here. We got work to do. He can't be mourning all the time. And it was just one of those moments Whoa. where I'm like, zero filter. That's how she felt. And she said it. And we were all horrified. But not one of us took her to task. Not one of us said to her, you know what? That is horrible. He deserves a week. He's been working here for a year. Like, why are we even defending this? Like, no one. And it's those moments where I'm like, see how she had no problem saying that horrible thing, but we all did, like, <laughs> sat there like a bunch of children afraid to tell this woman that she was being horrible? Those are the moments where I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'll never sit in that office. I'll never be the person who doesn't say something. Because mm. now I feel like crap that he wasn't there, and I consider him my friend, and I didn't, I didn't say anything. Mm. I sat there and let her insult him, and I didn't say anything. And she needed to be put in her place. So enough of those. Like, I have to thank those women. You learn more from the horrible relationships and people than you do from the good stuff. And those women help me where I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to sit here and take your nonsense. And there's a fear that 
I think everybody has it. If you say something, you're going to get fired. They're not going to like you. Now you're going to be on the bad list. And I'm like, be on the bad list. Be on it. They, yeah. And then you know what? When you do say those things, you know what ha- ends up happening? They respect you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they think twice before they say stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day you find they're like, they're being nice to you. And you're like, oh, you're being nice to me. And it's like, ah, oh, because you respect me because you know that I will speak my truth. Mm-hmm. And I got to thank all those. And there were a number of them, too many of them unfortunately, Uh who I had to work with where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. But then it's also after I'm like, I can't believe I didn't say anything back to her. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Can that be the title of this episode? (laughs) Thank you, bitches. Thank you, bitches. bitches And two hours in the cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should re-gift this vibrator to your uh, 15-year-old friend's daughter. God. Yeah, you know, teach her about self self pleasure. She doesn't need that. She's got somebody who wants to do those things to her. <laughs> His hair True. was in fine condition. She was like, not a hair out of place. Not a hair out of place with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, God. Oh well, what are you going to do? That's life. Yeah, I think. But I, again, I don't have kids, so I, I'm sure it's easy for me to say. But you know, to go from changing someone's diapers to mm. changing someone's diapers to you know, talking to them about the blowjob they just gave in a cinema's got to be a weird transition. Look, you gotta raise a whole person though yeah. who's like prioritizes pleasure and understands that they deserve it. And yeah, I, I I'm not a I'm not a mom and I'll never be a mother. But yeah, I have I have highfalutin ideas where <laughs> I would teach my children. I know every mother who's listening is like she doesn't have kids. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> She's like, true. whatever. I know. It's but I true. still I still give my opinion all the time to mothers. I'm like, I know I don't have a baby, but I'm saying it anyway. You're a horrible parent. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they no love that. You're a horrible parent. <laughs> they love when I do that. <laughs> this is how you should raise your child. You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> they love me. That's good. Oh, what are you going to do? That's good. I, I wish my mom uh, taught me about, like, um, finding my voice, but also, like, in particular with like sex talk and like dirty talk because that's one of the places in my life where I feel the most amount of restriction in my throat because I'm like I can tell you what I want but I you, when you ask me to talk dirty to you I don't know what you want to hear like my words what turns me on might it might come out of my mouth and you'll be like I, not like that. <laughs> you know? No, there's too much fear. Just say it. I know, but Just I don't have anything it. to say. Like, I'm a noisemaker, but I don't have the words for it. That's how I feel when it when it happens. I'm like, I, uh, I, give me something to read. Like, I, can I have a script? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a script? Do, do you have, like, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. There's a, a mood killer. Just yeah. Can yeah. I get script? Yeah. Line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I'm going to do next yeah. time. Line. Line. Okay, thank you. And then action. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? I think dirty talk is important. Dirty talk sometimes, uh, sometimes when you're there, and I don't mean to be like crass about it, but sometimes you're just ready to wrap things up because you're just like, are you going to finish already? Yeah. And dirty talk accelerates things uh-huh. and it gets the job like you're like, I got to get out of here. You just add a little dirty talk, boom, 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 done. Yeah. So it's a necessary skill. Okay. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're the woman. Like. Yeah. Call whis- the shots. What's that, what's that? Whisper the- anything in his ear. Yeah. Be like, my big oh, toe yeah. is aching for your. Like, I don't know. Just say it. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that old you- Dave Chappelle joke where he's like, "You tell me to." Come on the come on the television. I'll be like, yeah, all right, yeah. I'll, I wanna, come on the TV. I want to suck your ear. Like, just it's all in the <laughs> delivery yeah. and your like conviction about it. You really can make dirty talk out of 
nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, once you do that, oh, dirty talk is necessary, honey. And it's, I don't think it's that. I love dirty talk. Sometimes dirty talk is necessary before you even get to the deed. You know when you're on the date and you're just kind of like, mm, I'm, you know, just the two of you, that half the time is like the reason why you're going to have sex is because they know how to say the right thing and you say the right thing back. But don't be, to get rid of the fear, just say anything. Even if he's like, what'd you say? <laughs> Just be like, you heard me. Yeah. Like, I want you to tie me up like a Christmas ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But say it with like conviction. Yeah. Say it with conviction, and it's he'll be what like, "What I really want." And yeah. then he will be and like, "Oh, that Christmas ham shit you hit me with, girl." <laughs> like, go for it. Like, that's the thing about dirty talk. There are no <laughs> rules. There was actually a guy that I met, and it was so funny. He had a very small penis, and I only knew I only know this because he kept on like telling me about it. And he was like, and he was like, "But can remember he's like, but my dirty talk." is A plus. It is real good. And I was like, oh, you're talking up your dirty talk because you feel insecure about your penis. Still not going to fuck you, but best of luck in the future. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, you don't do that. You just do it. You just say it. You yeah. just turn the person on. Wait, you were on it. Were you on a date with this guy? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I've got a really date. small dick. First date. First date. Yeah. Wow. So well, insecure I guess, about yeah, it. You know, I guess if I had a really small dick, I'd probably want to don't like get it really just put it don't. out there. I feel like just get it out there and be like, look, just just like don't. I don't want to let you down. Don't. Uh, but it's like going. It's like having dinner plans and then telling the person before you even leave your house, hey, I don't have my wallet and I don't have any money. And yeah. it's like I don't want to go yeah. to dinner with you now. Yeah, right. That's an right. excellent don't comparison. Say anything. He's prob- but he's probably reacting to the fact that like he got laughed at or like so, they, like somebody's somebody going. You know what? I gotta like yeah. I gotta lay this out there so that. So that that shit doesn't happen ever again. Half a good sex, isn't it confidence though? Yeah, I feel like Dude, half. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're working with. Half of the like the good sex is the confidence you go in with. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, yeah, I know I got three stomachs, but you're gonna kiss all three. Like it's <laughs> yeah, the confidence. Right. Whereas you can have somebody who's got the greatest body but no confidence, and it's like it's gonna be horrible. It's not yeah. gonna be a good experience for either person. And I, note to any guy out there: if you have a small penis and you're insecure about it, keep your mouth shut. Just get good at other stuff. And hit her with that stuff. Mm-hmm. She's going to figure it out eventually. But if you're good at all the other stuff, she'll be like, ah, there's that. But then that other stuff was really good. Yeah. No? Yeah, totally. I just have a question now. What What do you think about um, when women say they don't enjoy having a partner go down on them? I don't know those. I don't know. What you don't to say know those women. women. I, when they say that kind of stuff, I just look and I kind of go, "I guess we." I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I don't know what to say. Did we have someone write in recently yeah. with a brain boner? Yeah, we about did. Not uh, last to... night at the live show, someone submitted a question. And she's like, "I've never really enjoyed, enjoyed oral, and I my partner doesn't get it, and they they really want to perform it, but I don't know." You yeah. you you want to say to her? Tell him to text me at four one six. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. let let's not let the man go to waste. Yeah, it needs an outlet. You're not going to use it. I'll use it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to those women. I don't know. I don't get it. I did date a guy who said that his last two partners were not into it at all. Like they didn't like it, so he never did it. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's not the case over here. Yeah. I don't know what to say to those women. It's just kind of weird. I'm like, so it's just penetration, huh? I think it's. I think pr- probably the thing to say is like, wh- why? Where does that like? Where does where is that coming from? Yeah, is it You're, physically uncomfortable? Is it is it a is it subconscious a, about yeah, is it? Is there like past trauma that's like yeah, trauma that's, that's pushing sure. you away Maybe. from from that? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's good. Why why do you not like the thing that seems to be like objectively wanted, mm. which is something that is like that yeah. can be very pleasurable. So so why some people feel really disconnected from their 
their genitals. Like they don't like a lot of like we teach yoga, so we mm-hmm. know that that some people come in and they they are really not connected to their bodies. Mm-hmm. You say you say t- something like step your right foot back, and they're like, where is yeah. my right foot and what is back (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's just like and for (laughs) sure like if you didn't you don't have like a practice of like self-pleasure if you've never looked at your junk in the mirror if you've never like gotten up close and personal with yourself then maybe it's just like look i don't really know what's going on down there so i don't really want anybody else down there either that that would be my that's so sad Uh, but then you know the other thing too is like i'm and i'm putting myself in in the shoes here of someone who says like i don't really like it um well, no, maybe that maybe this isn't a good example, but it's like I, I love the feeling of having my asshole licked, mm-hmm. but I don't really want you licking my asshole, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh. Like, it's got to come like, out of nowhere, man. It kinda. feels fucking good, but please don't. Yeah, unless That's weird. I, I don't really like that. because because what I think because if you like it, why don't you want her to do? Because it to it's got to be kind of forbidden. It's got to be. I don't a know. Bit I, I don't. I've had my ass eaten. Uh, I mean, I, I, less than the amount of I could, I could count on my one hand the amount of times I had my ass okay. eaten, and every time I was like, "Oh man, this is amazing!" And then it goes like ages before I'm even like, "What's well, a pretty specific thing to put on the menu?" Yeah, it's not on it is. It's not on everyone's menu. No. That's right. Yeah. Turn me on podcast. We'll be back after this short break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So the girl you hook up with at the club, she can eat your ass. But the right. girl you're going to introduce to your mom and your sister, she, can. she definitely does yeah. not put her mouth down there. And yeah. I'm like, that's, but you like it. So it's weird to me. Is that kind of, is it like that? Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's like that. I think it's more so I'm, I'm, I'm like, 
I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm You don't want to eat your own butt. I, I wouldn't want to eat my own ass. Um, but I also like, it, okay, so here's the thing. I also mm-hmm. really enjoy, I like licking ass. Okay. But I have, I have a hard time licking hairy asses. I know that my ass is a hairy, like, I, I don't got a hair on my bum cheeks, but my asshole, that's a hairy yeah, asshole, man. Hair. I got some goes, ass yeah. hair. Yeah. And I wouldn't put my own fucking tongue down there. So maybe there's a part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to fucking do that to you. Like, I don't want, even if they're right, like, right, no, I'm right. cool with it. I was like, no, 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 I just, I don't, I couldn't imagine being in your shoes. I really, <laughs> I just, I really just would not want to be there. Oh my God. So I don't know if it's that, like, I, I don't know. But, but that whole like that whole thing like uh, I don't know what the for the fuck that comes yeah, from. Yeah, like, it's weird. I, think I, it's weird, I won't do this with you because I'm you know you're my wife. Yeah, but I'll do it with my but mistress. I, but it is something that but I I'll, like. Yeah, which is like I don't know. I just think it's really really bizarre. I mean, there's well, like I, there I'm I find the idea of having like a threesome with another man. Yeah. A, a woman and another man, mm-hmm. very exciting. Haven't done it yet. Yeah. But it's not something I would want to do with a partner. Like that's something I want to do with people that I have zero attachment to. So that afterwards, everybody goes. You never have to see those people if you don't yeah, want. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But which I think is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but it's yeah. also very. It's it's interesting where it's like there's this disconnect. You know, you could just get your butt waxed, right? It's which, the most which painless thing ever. I had so done, painless. and that's when I was getting my ass licked. Okay. That's nice. So I was if you it. want people to visit the downtown area, clean up the streets. It's yeah. just it's just polite. It's just polite. But I, I again I'm still trying to wrap my brain around for some reason. Like, who are these women? I really want to talk to a woman who's like who doesn't enjoy it. Because I feel like the first time it happened to me, you ever see a baby have their first taste of sugar? Like, you know when they have like their yeah, one year birth and they're like <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that was me the first time it happened to me. I was like, Whatever this is, we're doing this every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is always on the menu, all like every time. Like, yeah. and it was like, you, then the next time you're just like, yeah, let's chit chat, let's date. So, when are we going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> go yeah. down and do the stuff? Because uh, <laughs> it's amazing. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it stemmed uh, more from a place of like either insecurity with with your own body or lacking. Yeah, you're right. What you said, like lacking awareness of your own body. Or some sort of trauma. And maybe, you know what, maybe it's not even trauma. Like, we Mm. talked to a gynecologist the other day that that was telling us how uh, common, like, pelvic pain is. Mm. So, like, maybe if it's just, like, a painful area in general. And, like, vulvular pain. Like, outer. Wow. Outer outer pain. Um, Which apparently... uh, Is common? Is common, in particular, with women who have a lot of hair removal. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I have had experienced an ache, but I, I can't I can't remember what context I was in. So it could have just been like cold water. Mm-hmm. But I've experienced ache there. Uh she I was have... she was specifically talking about like vulvar pain. Yeah. Interesting. Vulvular pain. Yeah. Vulvular? Vulvular? Vulvar? I don't know when she was saying that I was picturing la- labia. Yeah. That's huh. right, right? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh I keep my uh appointments pretty regular. Yeah, and uh, no, I don't experience that. Yeah, I've had laser. What she was saying was that they through through studying like a a large sample of people. Yeah, they the one one of the like through lines that they found was like oh people who are who 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 sleep tight pants tight pants was another one okay yeah Yeah. tight Um, pants and hair hair removal. And uh, we're linked yeah, yeah. to vulva pain. Okay. Yeah. So it's not everyone who gets, you yeah. know, their 
Yeah, the Brazilian, the Brazilian special. Everybody's good. But if you are experiencing it and you're doing that, let the hair grow and let it grow and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's that's fascinating. But again, I feel really. If anything, my question to a gynecologist would be: So how can I like after it's done and I've you know I'm at my pleasure? How do I not be a jerk and flip over on my stomach and go to sleep for two hours? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because that is like you're just like. Thanks for that. <clears throat> Peace. I know. Goodbye. It's so funny because the the whole the, the phrase is like she comes first. I'm like, uh, I'll go second. I'll go second because then I'd like to just relax. Yeah, because yeah. if I go first, there's not going to be much happening uh, after. Yeah, you gotta fit. You gotta you gotta get that timing and go right at the same time. It's you nice. Know? Does that ever happen? That happens all the time with me. Well, with me and a, and and my girlfriend, yeah, that happens okay. all the time. Because you get to know the, the, the we're, signs, we're super the dialed rhythms. In. Yeah. yeah, but then sometimes you get those people that they're like, I very recently, mm-hmm. Bridie thought I was fucking lying, or sorry, Bridie thought she was lying, mm-hmm. and then and called this out on the show, and then Bridie got a bunch of blowback from people that were like, No, 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 no. This is very common. This is very common. It happens to me too. Um, uh, had sex with this woman who had like. We were having sex for maybe 30 minutes, and she came, mm, like, 40 times. Yeah. Like, consistent God. over and over and over. And to the point where, at, like, the first five, I was like, whoo, baby, man, I am fucking good. Yeah. I am so good. And then, like, the tenth, <laughs> like, the tenth time, I was like, this isn't this about fun. me. This, happen- this isn't <laughs> this, fun this, anymore. This happens with everyone. <laughs> I'm not special, <laughs> you know? But it was really fascinating. Yeah. And I was like, there's just no way. That, but I was wrong. Oh, no, our listeners piped up and they were like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, one of my very good friends had a girlfriend and she was a, a nightmare of a person. Nightmare. And I was like, what is it? Like, get rid of this girl. She, like, she would come around and all of his friends would just disperse. People were just like, ah, I can't do this. She was such a horrible person. I go, just tell me what it is. And he was like, uh, first of all, he goes, the sex is great. He goes, but she orgasms like a quadrillion times. He goes, and it turns me on so much. He goes, I know she's a horrible person. He goes, but I can't, I can't walk away from that. It, there's go. something very, there is a very big turn on. Yeah. Like I, I, it was very exciting. Yeah. You'd think somebody experiencing that much pleasure would be a joy, like a happy person to be around. No. <laughs> she yeah. A, right. She was a nightmare. And then it, she wasn't just a nightmare to him. She also like, she's just, she, every time she would show up, everybody'd be like, yeah, I gotta go. I got a thing. Mm. So yeah. All right. Bye. And it was like, the, she'd clear a room all the time. Oh. And it was like, dude, like, what is it? And then he explained it to me and I go, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I yeah. get it. All right. Bye. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. But yeah, no, it's a. Do guys like? I don't know if you guys. You guys probably talked about this. What is the What is the fascination men have with squirting? Like, why do they like it so much? And I've seen the videos, and in my head, this is the woman in me. This is what shows what I think about. I go, whose house are we doing that at? Because we're certainly not doing that in my fucking house. I have an expensive mattress. I have art on that wall. Like, what are we? (laughs) Because when it happens, I'm sure you're not like, wait, wait. Over here in the bucket. Like, it's just going to happen. <laughs> so I'm like, who? Like, do you really yeah. want that girl? Yeah, well, I, this is this is a very recent thing, is I met someone who's like, uh, you know, we casually are, have been seeing each other. Mm-hmm. But the first time we, we hooked up, she didn't let me know that mm-hmm. she is a, like, she could be the, very easily, she could just, like, apply, I'm sure, and next year win, like, the Avian Awards for... Like Squirt Queen 2020. (laughs) It 
because she is so easily like ex- it's so easily accessible. Oh. And it is a lot. But she didn't tell me this. So we were having sex. That's rude by the way. On my couch. And <laughs> on on our, our couch. couch. Yeah. And oh. and I thought I spilled a bottle of water. Mm. I literally did. I was like, oh shit, I spilled water. And I was looking around and I went, oh my God, the water's coming out of her. Oh my God, what's happening? So we had this discussion going back mm-hmm. to her house. I was dropping her off. I was like, maybe you should like, you should definitely like lay that out for people. Just, 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 just like give them a little warning. <laughs> it's a new couch, honey. Also, also like giving that warning might be like a huge turn on for some people. If you had told me beforehand, I would have been like, oh, this is going to be exciting. It's a water park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always, I do love water parks. Yeah. Um, so, but the next time she came over, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And so we just like, we just covered the room in towels. We just put towels everywhere. See, I would have just taken her to the bathroom. Like, we're going to do this on we're these tiles. The in the shower. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah we we're can, doing this outside. Yeah. <laughs> so we can hose it down afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just was like, why? Guys seem so turned on by that. I think it it's just very, like it the sight and the feeling and like it's just it's very It's uh, like it's think about film, up. right? When mm-hmm. you're when you're shooting, you know, a director's about to do a shot mm-hmm. and and you know, they have the, the choice between two scenes. One is a very like not not a lot going on. It's mm-hmm. a small room with just like black curtains around it, but then the other the other scene is shot in this um you know, this room that is glass on all sides, it's the top of a building, and mm-hmm. you can see the entire cityscape on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's just more... Visually stimulating? Stimuli. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stimuli, yeah. It's like, it's just, there's there's so much... It, it feels, I, at least for me, when it's happening, like when she is squirting, mm-hmm. it feels like overwhelming... I'm like, oh man, there's, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like I'm dodging it. I feel like, you know, it, there's just like a lot. And it's, and it, maybe that's the exciting thing. It's, is because it's so like. It's also maybe not every woman does it. Is that part of it too? Because it's like rare when you meet those women. They're not. It's actually I, quite common. I, is it? I think, and I think it's like physically possible for everybody. And it's just a matter of like. Whether or not you can find the key. Yeah, there's like a, every, I think everyone's got a. A particular like technique or angle or Together. position where it comes also, from. Also, also like I, I think we, we've talked size to and and also you know for whether the woman, it's large pelvic or small. floor mus like what mm. your pelvic floor muscular if it makeup allows is. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second question. I feel like this is so. I love this because uh, I'm like these are questions that I've had that I didn't realize I had. What is that liquid? <laughs> Okay, so what is it? I think it's, it's because piss. There's it's piss. not it's, it's not piss. It's partially piss. Is it not? No. Because what other fluid there, is there? There I thought is. It was partially Google piss. that, please. There, there is there. Because I'm there, like, it's a lot of that liquid. There's traces of, of urine, but the fluid is not unlike apparently, um, like men. The fluid that it comes from men that is like not the semen, but, but yeah, the, the fluid. liquid that comes. Yeah. Um. I, and and Dr. Zana is her name on on and, and Facebook, and I, I've often refer, heard her refer to and like on sex podcasts. And she just published a study on squirting. And from what I know from reading the headline, mm-hmm. it's still very like it's still pretty mysterious. Like they haven't quite dialed it in or like where it's coming from, but it what? does contain trace traces. So this is a BBC 
article, okay, so bbc.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on some studies. One of the biggest questions surrounding squirting is whether the mysterious fluid produced is simply urine. And certain research hints it could just be we. I, I love the British. Mm-hmm. It could just be we. In one 2014 study, so this is a while ago, a sample of women were asked to go to the loo. My God, this is just too much. Cheerio. Prior to sexual activity and then undertake ultrasound scans to prove their bladders were empty. After the women became sexually excited, they were given a second ultrasound, which showed their bladders had refilled significantly. Whoa, that's interesting. Finally, a third scan after they'd squirted revealed empty bladders again, suggesting the liquid they released came from this source and was likely to be pee, or at least partially so. Uh, squirting probably originates from the bladder as there isn't any other structure within that area of the female anatomy that is able to hold that amount of liquid or question. propel it with that much strength, asserts pharmacist Abbas Kanani. Butchered that name for sure. During orgasm, the muscles relax and make it difficult to hold in urine so it's released via the urethra. Yet plenty of other researchers think it's wrong to write off squirting as being so straightforward. Um... And it goes on. There, there's a bunch of other stuff. I mean, like... So it's the, pee. It's a good amount of pee. Or it's, pee. or it's some sort of liquid that's Which being filled sense. into the bladder and released. So, like, maybe not necessarily pee in the sense of, like, it's the water that has been, like, filtrated through your kidneys and put into your bladder mm-hmm. and that you release with whatever can, whatever your piss contains. But perhaps it's, it's, it's some sort of liquid st- coming from somewhere being filled into the Or maybe bladder. we just... We just don't want to accept that it is urine because <laughs> and if it this is really is a mood killer if it's like, hey, honey, you know that squirting you love so much? That girl pissed all over your sofa yeah, and I your mean, wall. Yeah, like, you know? that's what it is. And if yeah. it is. And then it's not sexy. Then it's like, hey, 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 go to the bathroom. Or it still is sexy and you just admit that you got a, you got a, you like a you golden, golden shower. shower. Yeah, you yeah. got a little bit of a piss fetish. But I mean, you don't have it to call it piss. It doesn't smell like fetish. pee. It doesn't. That was the thing. Then, like, uh, what does pee smell like? Because if you're drinking true. a lot of liquids, <laughs> my pee like that's doesn't true. always smell horrible. Yeah, yeah, it can it can be quite clear. But here, okay, so here's the thing, though, right? I, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna put this to the test, guys. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna gather I'm gonna it in a cup next time up. and do your own test. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Uh, I almost said her name. I, I don't think I should say her name on the show. Yeah. I'm gonna get my friend to come over. And uh, we're setting up a day when we when I, when I get home from uh, Oceaga. So I, I'm gonna get her to come over. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get her to pee, and I'm gonna be like, "Yo, what color was your pee? Tell me what color your pee was." Mm-hmm. I'm hoping she's going to say somewhere on the spectrum of yellow. Yeah. Then we're gonna just ruin the mattress again, and I'm gonna make sure all the towels are like white, and I inspect those towels. And I'm gonna be if it's if there's not a hint of yellow, then it can't be her pee. I think you gotta do more something more scientific. Yeah, that doesn't sound very this urine. Is so legit. This is you science. Gotta gather the urine because you know what? I once when my sister was little, she'd pee the bed all the time, and we had white sheets, and it didn't always look yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's not gonna. You no. gotta gather both samples. She's gotta go to the bathroom. How the fuck you do get... we not know this? How do they not take samples and just go, what's in it? Because I think there's a woman out there who's like, don't tell them, it's gonna ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, yeah. don't say anything. <laughs> if you tell them it's pee, it's gonna ruin it. Just let the girls piss in, like, we'll call it squirting, whatever. Yeah. Just keep quiet. Well, It'll be our I'll little tell you right now, if it is pee, 
piss all over me because I'm <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, every I guy I know is like so. Like guys, I've had guys who are like, do you squirt? And I'm like, is that like a prerequisite? Are you gonna like <laughs> yeah. cancel this date if I give you the wrong answer? I'm like, uh, I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm on the spot. Maybe he just wants to know how many towels to have on hand. No, you know? no, it's no. You can tell that yeah. they, they're turned on by like, oh, like two things I always get asked by first dates, which is so stupid. A, can I sing? And I think that's like a racial black thing. <laughs> they watch too much. Like, do you sing? No. Like, I'm like, why? Do I look like I can sing? <laughs> it's weird. And the squirting always first date. Uh, so do you like? Do you like squirt? And it's like. Two random questions I always get asked by first dates. I don't know what it's about. Man, that's a that's not a, at the same time, but I always get asked those questions. Yeah, that's a big first date question. <laughs> that yeah, is a big sure. first date question. Uh, my well, answer would be it depends. Like? Yeah, like we're, first dates aren't what they used to be. People are getting yeah. right to the nitty gritty. They get right to it. Well, there's a lot of like people are like having sex and waiting to the third. Don't date. Waste their time. People don't do that anymore. Yeah. If you're that if you're that girl, uh, there's a lot of men out there who are like third. Date? What is this? Is this Little House on the Prairies? Like, get in my house and let's have sex. Um, so I think that's probably like that's why people are so comfortable having that mm. conversation. Uh, people yeah. don't wait. There's not a whole lot of waiting. And if you're if you do tell somebody, listen, because um, I went through a phase where I was like, you know what? I'm just I need to know you first. Like, I'm just can't do this randomness. Like, I'm at this stage. You know, you just get to a stage. You're like, I'm looking for a relationship, and I can't tell you. So many guys were like, so is it religion? Like, are you religious? Are you like a Jehovah's Witness? And I was like. <laughs> No, I just want to know your last name, you disgusting stranger. Like, I'm sorry, I want to know what your interests are. I'm sorry, I want to get to know you first. But it was always like, they were like so confused. Like, what is this? Like, you want to talk to me? You want to come see if I have books on a shelf? <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Like, they're so confused. And I'm like, so random. So kinky. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, this girl, like, she wants to talk to me and meet my, my friends. Oh, God, it's too much. Like, it's like, it's like now, like, the way people treat calling somebody it's like what are you like what's you my why are you calling is everything okay yeah you text it's kind of like that where it's like you want to get to know me and wait bizarre this girl's weird get her out of (laughs) here yeah so doesn't she know she's on a date yeah it's like doesn't she know the way this goes we go to red lobster (laughs) (laughs) and then she puts out in the car but yeah no it's weird I love that. Guys, this is fun. This, this was, was fun. fun. We yeah. talked about it. We covered a lot of there was, ground. Uh, yes, there did. was some ground, and we covered we a covered lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And the conclusion is Christmas ham. Yeah. <laughs> squirting is pee. Yeah. And sex toys aren't for everybody. Sex toys, they're really fancy and pretty, but they're not for everybody, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. This looks like an expensive sex toy. It does. Yeah. I bet like, that's at least 70 bucks. Is that expensive for a sex toy? I think so. Well, I mean, no, that I think that's standard that's for a sex toy. Hey, like if you see bad. it on Kijiji later today, it's <laughs> just between yeah. us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a different one. It's a different lightly handled. Light, yes, <laughs> gently, gently used. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad we. Set no, this thank up. you guys. Yeah. This is so much fun. Yeah, this is really good great. conversation. Yeah. Do you have awesome. a Do you have a way that you like sign off on your podcast? <gasps> Uh, yeah, I usually just tell people, like, you could. this is where you can send your questions, and then I do a really obnoxious bye-bye. Oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. that's not annoying. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can how can people find you, and where should they find you? Oh, uh, you know what? They can find me on Instagram. It's it's Miss Bain to you, or you can go to Single Girl Problems on my Instagram as well. I have two accounts. Uh, or you can find me on uh, Twitter. I'm on the Twitter. 
Uh, Andrea M. Bain, which I don't know why I use my like whole name like an idiot. You can tell I signed up a long time ago. Or on Facebook, same thing under my name, Andrea. But yeah, Instagram's probably the best place. Yeah. Photos and videos and all kinds of good stuff. Can Sweet. anyone apply to be a guest on your show? Yeah, anybody. Rad. Yeah, I just like to talk to interesting people. Like at first, I think people thought, oh, I'll talk to famous people. I go, famous people are too guarded and they have too many people. Like I want to talk to real people. Yeah. I've talked to, I used to interview, I used to be an entertainment reporter. So I've interviewed almost every A-list actor. And those people, like you can tell they want to talk, but you can't because it's a different, it's a different ball game for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, I want to talk to real people who are having like real stuff. Like I want to talk to you about like you dated a girl who squirted. I'm interested mm-hmm. in that more than I'm interested in talking to somebody about. So tell me about when you got the role in The Lion King. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. When, like I don't want, like I know what you're gonna tell me, and I don't want to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had that conversation. It's not that interesting. Yeah, mix it up. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Um, well, if you want to check out what we're up to, at Turn Me On Podcast on Instagram, at Turn Me On Podcast on Twitter. We don't really use Twitter, but like we're there. I know. I don't know how. I go on Twitter when I'm tired of thumbing through Instagram. I, yeah, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to read, like, that's my news source. I use Twitter's news. Yeah. I was just quietly hoping it would go away. It would fizzle Twitter? out. It almost yeah. did. It almost I heard did, yeah. that, and oh, I was like, minutes. yes, thank you. So much no. time but, I saved. But then the good now. old uh, President of the United States, Donald Trump, was like, <laughs> nope, this is how I communicate with the people. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is your daily it's State of the Union. Yep. I'm on the crapper, and I got I got my Twitter fingers ready. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you can check us out on Instagram, too, at Jeremy Saunders or at Bridie McClain. Um, and turn me on podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or or anything like that brain boners or uh, we also we also have an Instagram on, on turn me on's Instagram we're putting up photos of uh, people submit their butts and we put their butts up on our Instagram like it's like people love putting people love their bodies and they want to like show their body off like their naked like, butt or like butts yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes naked butts yeah so, sometimes butts in underwear sometimes yeah. butts in solid yeah. yeah and so uh so anonymously we'll we'll put your butt up if you want and uh there's a beautiful collection of arses on our instagram girls so. and boys all mm-hmm. the girls boys non-gender binary everybody I everybody love that. yeah i'm gonna go look at that mm-hmm who needs a who needs a vibrator when you yeah, can look at we pictures just go of to our instagram butts. yeah 10 times better um, well, it, you want to do our sign off? That, sure. That was, it. that was, that was so fun. I just want to say thank you again. And also that's all for this week. Until so, next week. Go fuck yourself. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.